0: This is DJ Easy Dick, coming with another one to slap you right across that fat ass.
1: Boom!
2: This is <laughs> Off The Edge Podcast. I'm Zach with my buddy Matt and... Hey, okay. and uh, today we have uh, the great privilege and honor of having one of our good friends in the studio, um, Jacob Lyon. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Jacob Lo- Jacob, Jacob Jacob Lyon. He, uh, that's my brother from the same mother. But um, <laughs> the guy I'm actually talking about here is a professional musician, um, professional uh, music teacher as well, performer. Recording artist, um, session player, he does it all. He is a consummate professional, the mighty John Hamlin. Thank Whee! you so much for joining us today.
3: Thank you for all those lies. <laughs> thank you Thank you very much. Well, we what were reading you? off the sheet you gave us. And the money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for that. No, thank, no, you.
2: thank you. We really appreciate you being here. Um, uh, you are... Uh, like i've known you for some time um, oh my gosh yeah. i mean we don't we don't get together very often but um i always enjoy when when we do meet up and, t- and talk and stuff but um uh when did when did we meet probably i'm assuming was it the nine, first
3: time i met you you were 18 or 19 years old at icc
2: i think i was 19 or 20 yeah were you yeah i what. Ninety eight? Is it ninety eight?
3: That's what I'm thinking. Okay, I'm thinking the way back then, spring and or the fall and spring of ninety eight.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. Um, So yeah, we've known each other a long time, and um, just right off the bat, people that listen to this is are going to know that I'm kind of like. And I'm kind of an armchair philosopher or whatever. <laughs> like I kind of wax, <laughs> wax mythopoetic or whatever, however you want to say it. But man, uh, something that's always struck, st- struck me about you. And I've always appreciated and respected is that you, uh, are, um, you, your education is in music. You are a professional musician. You are uh super talented, super creative, but you have never had a, uh, kind of a, a pretension about you. You've always, anytime I've come to you with a question, you know, you've always graciously answered my questions. Um, y- you know, you teach classes and, and like, I, I'm i like, oh man, should I ask this? Or you like, is he going to tell me like, I should just take his damn class and shut the fuck up, you know, <laughs> but you never have done that. You've always been very gracious. And of course I don't take advantage of you that way and try to like get free lessons out of you or something. But um, I've just always appreciated that uh, confidence in your knowledge, that sovereignty, but then with humility, and and uh, it, I just really appreciate that about your character.
3: Thanks, man. He, know uh, that, he doesn't
2: know me, does he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, no. Bringing it
0: back old style from Philly, man.
2: Uh, from Philly. Jake, we're glad you're here too, man. I really Thank appreciate
0: you. it. It's good to see you guys. I haven't seen John. It's been a while. Well, yeah, it's, like it's been a year. while for everybody. I yeah, haven't right, seen Matt in yeah. a long time. It's, I've
3: seen I've seen Zach out, but that's that's it. I haven't seen him at all. I haven't seen you. I haven't yeah. seen anybody. It's yeah. really
0: good to be here.
1: Yeah, we we, we should point out that, that John and Jake are both in the Catty Wampus band. Yes, yeah. Catty Wampus. So when they say they haven't seen each other, that means the Catty Wampus band has not seen each other. Yes. So yeah, yeah, uh, they've. Uh, been impacted like a lot of us in 2020 with
3: all the COVID. Everybody's been impacted. Yep. Everybody has over that. And I eat a lot of cheese and that's what causes it, but the impaction. Yeah. 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 Mm.
2: Yeah. Confucius say it. It's like a math problem. Sometimes (laughs) you need a pencil to work it out.
0: (laughs) Impaction (laughs) satisfaction.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, you know, I I can't think of uh, an industry that's probably been hit harder than people that that perform for a living and that's what you do um how how has this been for you personally how is it I I mean I know from talking to you offline that that uh it's been rough but could you kind of lay that out for us it's been tough
3: I mean when we're coming up on a, a year is what we're coming up on now the beginning of twenty twenty january february
4: mm-hmm.
3: best months I ever had as far as gig wise everybody i mean it everybody it was it was it was great and all of a sudden boom carpets pulled out from underneath of you, and everything's gone just cut out huh? mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah it was it was done it was done and and the sad thing was. Is uh, a lot of the musicians that travel around um, here to the regional festivals. Mm-hmm. You got to remember the year of 2019, everything was flooded and rained out. That's right. Yep. So we were all looking at the next year, and it, it's been actually two years for some of us with some of our traveling with some of our festivals. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, just can. Hope everything just gets better and keeps going. I think the confidence is kind of coming back. I really do. I think I, the conf- yeah. I really think the confidence is coming back. Um, I got a lot of friends in Nashville that got hit. Man, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of friends in Nashville that got hit. the uh, The uh, the guys that work for majors, um, they're retained. They're on payroll. Right. The ones that I mean, we're talking about the superstars of the business. Their musicians are retained. They're paid for. But it trickles down. And you get to some of your groups, you know, that are traveling, that only make 300000 a year traveling, club travels. Mm-hmm. Man, those musicians, they're out of luck. Yeah. I got friends that have moved back home to different locations, not here, not right, my right. hometown, but other locations that had to move back home. I got a friend that's working for a Home Depot Got another friend had to move back. He's working for Walmart. You know, mm-hmm. yep. there's just there's there's nothing. And I just I just I just believe until one of the majors in the industry come out and go, we're touring. That's when it's going to start opening. Yeah. Yeah. Once the majors say yeah. we're back on the road again. <laughs> yeah. That's when it's going to start opening.
2: Yeah. And it's it's hopeful. I know that we've, uh, you know. We're working on new music, but we're uh, looking down the road later this year, hope, hoping to play some shows and stuff. And we're looking at that, and it seems like people want to see how the vaccine rollouts do, and um, I think that's a big concern for people. So hopefully, I mean, it seems like they're pushing the, that stuff out pretty fast. Um, so maybe that will give some of these venues confidence to uh, to open back up and take the you know the chance, or with precautions and everything in place to right have a, a safe but enjoyable <coughs> festival or, or shows you know
3: right um that's well, my hope but i think things have changed now yeah. things yeah. things have changed things are going to change for the future um yes we're i don't know what the changes are going to be but we're going to see we're going to see some changes it's going to it's, it's going to look be different. different yeah yeah it's going to be different yeah. there'll be a new normal
1: Mm-hmm. yeah it's going to be
0: something they just undid everything in texas and what was the texas and
1: georgia yeah. I think, uh i know texas
0: it was one of the two yeah hmm. texas and another one i saw that earlier crazy they did what oh uh, no more mass mandate or anything like that so oh wow they just you know full staff i think it's it's texas and, and mississippi
3: so it's a mandate, but you can still wear if you want to.
0: Yeah, and, he, you know, he's saying, well, you well, can... Well, uh, they, they, they just get just away mandate. with the mandate. Right. The right.
3: Mandate. If you don't want to wear one, you don't have to, and you may right. not get in trouble like some people were doing. Right. But if you want to wear one, you still can. Exactly. But the, but
1: the problem is is that uh, these these venues or restaurants or stuff like that that want people, you know, want to continue having people wear masks, then it's going to be an issue because you're going to have some asshole is like well i don't have to wear no fucking mask right yeah yeah you know what it doesn't matter to me one way or or the other but if i go to an establishment and the employees are wearing masks then i'm gonna do it too yeah you know i just think it's respectful
2: well i just think you know a a business has the right to say how they want things to be in their business right so if they most definitely yeah.
1: So I I respect that business, and, yeah. and you
2: know if you don't want to wear a mask, then I guess don't go in that business.
1: But exactly, but you know other people don't see it that way.
2: Well, sure, yeah.
0: But yeah, moral of the story is I think Texas is the place to go play. Jake, I'm <laughs> sorry, did you pull that mic up to you a little bit? I, th- I think David. that Texas is the place really to, to go jam. I mean, if it's full steam ahead, man. Well, right. I, I think, play with your mask on, you know. I, mean, I think
1: <laughs> I think right now the the best bet, and this is kind of the the the. Tr- trajectory that we're aiming for is yeah. is south um we've we've looked at uh north and everybody's still real skittish up north oh yeah yeah so uh, we're we're trying to book for uh a run in august and i think especially now mm-hmm. i think going south is probably going to be the easiest
3: yeah I see my festivals uh the six months the six month window that i have where i travel to all kinds of festivals, bluegrass festivals, folk festivals, anything you can imagine. I have a six-month window, and in that window, right now, I've only got four festivals that are a go, and three of them are fall. Yeah. Later mm-hmm. down the line. Right. But the early ones, the uh, the end of April, May, June, right now,
1: all touch and go.
3: Yeah, I've got some of those festivals that uh, they're you know they're four weeks out, and they're still trying to make a decision. Of, yeah. if they want to go or not and there's some of those festivals they can do that that they, they could advertise in three days and get their numbers yeah you, yeah. you know yeah. or advertise in six months and still get those numbers mm-hmm. you know but i think people are i think people are starting to get a little bit more confident yeah i think so
2: i think so i mean that just, that's what i feel just uh, and i think people are going to, to start and, looking
3: for stuff to do oh man people you know? have
2: been cooped up for so long right yeah I think when it, when it loosens up and everyone feels safe, then it's going to be like, it's going to go nuts because mm-hmm. people will be hungry for it.
3: I think we need to take advantage of outdoor shows.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to mention.
3: Yeah. You know what I definitely, mean? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Outdoor, outdoor shows.
2: shows. Yeah. Cause there, I mean, there's been no evidence that, that the disease is transmitted outdoors. I mean, yeah. uh, it's, uh, not saying that it can't evolve to learn how to do that. We should still be careful, but there's no evidence that it is transmitted outdoors you know uv light has a effect on it nice. um airflow because it takes a certain viral load to get the, I, I i'm i'm not a scientist i should <laughs> let's be clear zach is not a, vi- a virologist an epidemiologist i have no expertise
1: in this field of study he hasn't even had it yeah <laughs> fortunately none of us have so Knock right. on wood. Yep, I
3: haven't had it. I've yep. been out on no. the road the
0: whole time.
3: Too. So have I. Have, have been, you? I haven't stopped yeah. today. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. been hibernating.
0: Hibernating. I've been out yeah. on the road. You know, four state area, pretty much, just kicking it like a three legged ninja. <laughs> I, I've I've been
1: real fortunate and have a, had a lot of extra training. You know, instead of just having downtime, you go clean some random machine somewhere. They're like, you know, limit your contact. Just yeah. go and do some online training, and but other than that especially once school started going back i mean all of my businesses are pretty much business as normal i generally have to get my temperature taken every time i go in but other than that everything seems to be about the same wear well, a mask good. yeah all that. wow uh but you know you brought up fall festivals Mm-hmm. are we looking at new walla this year
3: it's a go right now yeah yeah nice oh, cool. yeah generalissimo lori waslowski yeah she uh He's already called me, and I'm working her bandstand for her with uh, Zach Lum. Yeah. Zach and I have been a team for about three years, I think, right now. Yeah. And— For people that maybe are not
2: aware of, uh, maybe listening, that, that are uh, away from our area— What our Neowalla Festival is. Yeah, yeah what, why don't you know. kind of give the lowdown, because something you should know about John is that uh, he is very involved in, in the community here in Independence, Kansas, um, has been a part of the Neowalla Festival— for many many years, and been a big part of making that a success. So, yeah, why don't you give us a rundown for that? Of yeah, what our, that is. F- our
3: festival here in town started in 1919, and it was a uh, it's a Neowalla festival. It's a Halloween festival here in uh, Independence, Kansas, and it's a uh, Halloween spelled backwards. It's called Neowalla, and it originally was uh, put together to uh, keep the kids out of trouble during the Halloween spirit and they would cuz the kids the kids I assume at that time the way the stories go that the trick or treat meant something either you got a treat or the person was going to get tricked uh-huh eggs thrown at your door yep mm-hmm. stuff like this so i mean it really meant something for trick or treat and so the independence i think some of the city officials got together and created the festival and opened up downtown, they had a parade, they started a parade, and it's gone from there it's a hundred year festival, like I said 1919, 2019, we celebrated a hundred years mm-hmm. and it's just been going ever since and and it's uh something that the whole community looks forward
2: to every year it's the the biggest event that we have in
3: it's a state it's a state yeah. function event I mean the yeah. state of Kansas has quoted that the neowalla festival is the largest celebration in the state of kansas that's oh, from our there you state go. And, and this is a we're, we're a not
2: in a big a big city or a big town no either.
3: we're not we're, what are we 8, 000, nine yeah, thousand people and during this festival i mean over the years we've had everywhere from fifty thousand people come back to town and you could take that number higher you could take that mm-hmm. number a little bit lower but if you even look at 40,000 people that come back to this town, we're a town of 9,000 people. This is a homecoming for people. It's a 10-day yep. festival. Starts off with a musical. Every mm-hmm. every year starts off with a musical. And then it just leads into a bunch of different events, the uh, Queens events. Uh, then it leads to the outside with the carnival and the bandstand. Bandstands where we all come in. Yeah, yeah right, know? right. But yeah, but uh, but the festival—it's uh, like I said—it's been going forever. Um, I can guarantee you right now, um, in this town, hotel rooms for Niawala are already probably gone because they I get booked it. every year. Yeah, You know, so it's a great festival. It it absolutely <laughs> is. Um,
2: like I said before, you've been a large part of making making that successful or or helping to make that a success especially in the bandstand area. Oh, just now, keeping the
3: tradition going. That's yeah, all. Yeah. You know, and, it's just a tradition. I've been working with the bandstand. Started working with the bandstand in 1999 and I've been working working for the bandstand from yeah, 1999 all the way through to today, 2021. Jesus. Crazy. You while. were the
2: generalissimo one year, weren't you, were you? Yeah, not? I, was a yeah. I was the uh
3: I was the leader of the band, if you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. I was the leader of the band in, in 2015, which was so, uh, it was just awesome. I mean, I was born and raised here. I was mm-hmm. born in Independence, Kansas. I was born where the hospital used to be. Right. Yeah, the round part was where I was born in. You know, it was the mm-hmm. old hospital. Me too. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> And but I was I was born and raised here, went to school here. You know, my my life took a different direction when I was getting into my freshman year high school, my my mom and my my, uh, stepdad moved to Yukon, Oklahoma. So it took a took a difference, but I was born and raised here and man I can remember all of my Neil Wallace when I was a kid. I can remember Roy Clark playing on the on the Memorial Hall stage and I was just in awe. That's where everything started for me with guitar. Just to really? tell you that right now, that's where everything started. Was Roy Clark at Neil sitting in the uh, sitting in the uh, audience with my mother and just watching this and thinking, "What in the world did he just do to that guitar, man?" <laughs> yeah. And I was already yeah. taking lessons. I was I I started taking lessons at five years old here in town from <laughs> from another guitar player. That's a that's a heck of a guitarist from this town named David Smart. David Smart was my teacher. David's a, uh, actually a, uh, a professor of guitar up in uh, Kansas City. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he was my first teacher. But, you know, I was from here. So, the, so Neil Wallen, being the generalist, you know, really meant something to me. And my wife and I got to see every event Every event, I have never seen every event, yeah, neither have or I. been yeah. involved There's in every lot, event. A lot of stuff going on. Oh my God! It was so much fun. It was so much fun to see how much fun the the people that do the musical do have. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to see the queens. I got. I went to some of the queens' different or different meetings that the generals invited to. Mm-hmm. Girls the girls make such a different relationship being in queens together
1: yeah
3: yeah they they become a they become a really a a tight group it's kind of like a little sorority yeah they were the year 1998 1999 2000 that was our year so it's kind of like you know a little sorority nobody else will ever be in that group right except those girls and they're they get tight i got to see that um got to eat some hot barbecue oh yeah that chili oh my gosh i got to eat the hot chili you know but oh i had so much fun it was just so much fun that's awesome yeah so much
2: speaking of growing up in independence kansas i heard a rumor that you were quite a soccer player when you were a kid is there any truth to that where did you hear that from (laughs) give it up my sources wow no a co-worker of I told him that we were doing this podcast he's like oh he's a couple years older than me but i remember at the lutheran Lutheran school i thought he was a really good soccer player (laughs) i was like all right i'll ask about that
3: (laughs) yeah um actually uh boy that brings up a crazy story um back in my childhood this is going to lead up to what he's talking about here and it's it's kind of it's kind of funny (laughs) um back in my childhood in the 70s my grandfather was greek Came over right before World War II happened. My granddad was born and raised in uh, Sparta, Greece. Right after he graduated high school, he had to go to the military for three years. The uh, Germans were already bombing everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, Granddad, after three years, he got out, got on a boat with a black, black book, passport. Slept in the bottom hall and came to New York City on a boat. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. But we got to travel to Greece. I got to travel to Greece four times. It's nice. from 1976. I remember 76 was the year of the centennial. That was the year. Mm-hmm. 76 was our first year that we went to Greece. 76 was the first year I remember ever really hearing about it about the you know the uh, um Remember the American Soccer League with Pele? Yeah, yeah. With the Cosmos, New York Cosmos? I started to become a soccer fan from watching on TV. Well, we went to Greece. Well, I got to learn how to play soccer. I got to learn how to play soccer in Greece. Oh. Yeah. All right. Um, cousins and relatives, we weren't just going to Greece to, uh, for vacation. We were going to Greece to go meet family. Right. I got to meet my grandmother's mother, my great-great-grandmother.
2: That's awesome.
3: Yeah. I mean, I got to meet cousins and uncles and, oh my gosh, I don't, it was like a, it was a, it's huge, a huge mm. family, but that's what we did every year. Wow. Every summer, my granddad would close down the restaurant here in town for a month. We would travel to Greece. Oh. So when I go to Greece, I would get with my cousins, which were learning how to speak English in school was <laughs> one of the. Things that they teach, you're going to learn how to speak English. So they could, we were speaking.
4: Yeah.
3: And go down to the church, church lot that was down the road, and I was playing soccer with the Greeks. I was getting beat up. I was the American,
2: (laughs) right? Right. (laughs) Oh (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So I was show this Yankee. What's up? (laughs) Exactly. I was.
3: uh, I was learning how to. I learned how to play European soccer, and then when I came back here. we started playing soccer in school. Around that time was the very first year that the uh, the rec center had the uh, soccer program here in town. I was in the very first soccer program here in town, and oh, it was so much fun! It was so much I fun. Too. But yeah, but I learned I learned how to play European soccer. I you know I had foot tricks. Yeah, I, you know you European
0: of, soccer is. It, I think it's more elegant. You know, when you look at European soccer, just a lot of a lot of passing. There's no ball yes. hogs in European soccer. Right. I, that's what I I like European uh, a lot better. Right. It's, it's it's pretty cool.
3: Yeah. And there was a few guys that were on the team. Uh there was a uh Shane Schauble was on the team and I mean we had quite a few people and few athletic guys, you know. It was it was fun. But yeah, I uh, I enjoyed playing soccer when I was a kid. I think I think it's I scored something stupid in goals like my first year i mean it was something stupid it was like 38 goals i mean i like had eight goals in one game
2: oh my goodness
3: yeah i'd I'd do fast break Mm -hmm. you know we'd be passing and passing and they would try to get me the ball and next thing you know i'd be zipping down the sideline and i knew how to hook ball yeah i knew how to hook them different directions from european soccer i mean it was unbelievable how i got to learn how to play soccer and then came back here and And that's just a huge advantage i had a different skill right i was learning a different not not learning different way of playing soccer i was just ahead of everybody yeah i just had an advantage doing that right he was a ringer and there was a (laughs) there was a kid that was here in town and i cannot remember his name but he was a kid that was a german kid that was here in town that we played against each other when we played against each other it was a war oh yeah yeah because we could really we really man if we were on the same team oh my gosh (laughs) we'd be scoring 20 goals a game right yeah I can't remember his name but it was when I was a kid but yeah I enjoyed soccer
2: that's cool that's not my. I had no idea yeah that's pretty cool
3: I was into sports I was into baseball I was into football oh I'm good I was, into, I, was, I was into sports, and I was into sports when I was in high school. And I was also into music. Yeah, obviously. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was into music for a long time. I was into sports, but yeah. Um, soccer, I, once I moved to Yukon, Oklahoma, I played soccer in the uh, their rec soccer leagues up there. Uh, or down okay. in, Down in Oklahoma when I yeah. moved. But yeah, but I played, I think, two or three years here. I yeah, think it was that, what it was. That's
2: so weird that someone just. Yeah, I remember John Hamlin was. He was an awesome soccer player.
1: <laughs> out, out of everything,
3: yeah, yeah,
2: you know.
1: Isn't that crazy? Right.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, man.
1: Yeah, I know. Well,
2: yeah. that was cool. That. Thank you for the story, man. That was that was awesome. He's like,
0: how do you know
3: that? <laughs> yeah, I know. What? yeah, man. Yeah. we you do some
0: research on no. uh, man. I, I work with a, a
2: guy named Darren Scott, and um, he's got an older brother that's about your age. He said, and he said he remembered seeing you. Uh, at the Lutheran school, I think. Yeah. And he just remembered you being a really good soccer player. This is a coworker of ours and he's, he's been on the podcast also. He's, he's really into a uh, homesteading and hunting and living like kind of living off the land as much as possible. So we talked to him about that, but oh, that's cool. Friend of the show. Really good guy. But yeah.
3: Yeah. That was during um, the time I was with, I was at Lutheran. Yeah, Yeah. That's coming up on 40 years coming into our eighth grade year after wow. this year 40 years coming into my 8th grade year at Lutheran His 8th grade year is your last year at that school yeah yeah 40 years ago man time goes by yeah, yeah it does I mean okay. quick <laughs> yeah
2: um I, I mean we mentioned that you you're, don't have anything
3: else that you're going to throw out there, No, do no I don't think hey, I have know, any other curveballs. heard balls. something else, too. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> we got a few
1: curveballs. We're just saving, you know?
2: <laughs> heard you got a big old guitar sitting over there. No. Uh, uh, we mentioned that, yeah, you you play guitar. Um, that's a, such an understatement. I take about back. You are a guitarist. You uh, are a student of the instrument, and um, – and also a teacher of the instrument but um, why don't you give us kind of a rundown of what what you what you do maybe what your ins- inspirations are uh, what if someone's looking at, at uh, checking out your music what what do they kind of expect like um, I know I've, I've seen you play finger style I've seen you play electric I've seen you in Caddy Wampus band you actually play bass yeah Um so I, I mean, it may it may not even be possible to pin you down to like a style or I something. I've even seen him but. play hamster style, man. Oh, hamster style <laughs> no is, is most saying. difficult. <laughs>
0: and hamster style, man.
3: <laughs> but uh, it's uh, where did I start on this?
0: Yeah, I, th- I broke the concentration with the hamster styling. Yeah, I'm sorry man. about that, man. That's it's all right, man. I couldn't help myself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which way are we going?
2: What, uh, I, all right. Well, um, what you mentioned. Uh, Inspiration. Yeah. Inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Inspiration. What, what's maybe f- what are the, some of the things that got you really into guitar? And then what's kind what are you really inspired by now? Like, take us through the evolution to, of that, okay. maybe.
3: Yeah, okay. I got that. That hamster thing really got me, man. <laughs> that's off a movie. It's <laughs> off a
0: movie. What movie is that off of? Uh, it's
3: a South Park. The
2: South Park Yeah, guys. it's not basketball. Maybe it's like Orgasmo it's, it's what, or something like orgasmo. that. <laughs>
0: that's what it is. Yeah, it's like, I, break out the hamster styling, the hamster man. hamster styling. <laughs> yeah.
3: I think everything kind of started with me was um, my mother had a guitar it was a uh it was a j c. Penny Stella right on That's so what it was it was the old it was the old red acoustic guitar and the white drawn out on the top you know the guitar yeah. and it was the old red Stella and man, I was four and five, and I was dragging it around, banging it up and down the stairs with my grandparents, you know six years old, you know I started kind of picking out my cartoons on one string <laughs> and that was when mom got a hold of David Smart and yeah. that was when I started taking my very first guitar lessons and kind of learning how to read music um knowing what I went through also in hindsight also works with my teaching mm-hmm. I remember what it was like you know being a six-year-old and yeah. being trying to be taught music It's not really fun. Right. You know? But I can, you know, remember how to, uh, how, you know, David kind of made it fun. You know, you have to kind of remember that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, you have to, man, you cannot, you know, that's one thing that you got to look at as, as, like I do as a musician and a teacher. You cannot go stagnant. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. You can't just think, oh, I'm old. Yeah, I'm old. But I still got to think back to figure out, you know, how it was when I was a kid, especially yeah. on teaching, mm-hmm. you know? And I've had such good uh, response from my younger kids of remembering, you know, why I hated to learn right. how to do the music, why I hated to think, well, why do I need to know what this whole note, half note and quarter note is? Why do I need to know why that circle's colored in? What, you know? yeah six years old that's not really make, you know at right. that age you're still trying to learn how to do ABC's I think aren't you what, what is that you know <laughs> kindergarten still first yeah, grade Yeah, you know but anyway but in hindsight that's that's when it, you know it really works out you know thinking that way but mm-hmm. inspiration was uh, like I said I was, I was dragging the guitar around I started picking out cartoon themes I remember them like the Hanna-Barbera you know the yeah. little cartoon themes i started picking them out on the one string my mother was like lessons
0: yeah so, are, so you, are you still doing jingles and everything
3: every once in a while yeah yeah every once in a while i'm still doing i'm still working jingles and different things but i worked cool. jingles for eight years down in oklahoma city but yeah, yeah that's a different part of my music career that yeah. i had was was that you know because uh Um, A lot of people don't realize that um, I studied guitar for a lot of years, but I didn't really start pursuing this until I was about 25 or 26. Oh, all right. You know, this wasn't a pursuit that happened with me when I was young. What it was was when I was young, I was getting all of my... Learning all of my technical skill Mm -hmm. is what I was doing on the guitar. And there was a few places... You know, that I was playing just to play live. Right. Because my mentor and teacher is Edgar Cruz. Edgar Cruz, you want to talk influence? Edgar Cruz was a major influence of mine. Major. When I moved from here after taking guitar, because I took guitar from David Smart, like I said. After David Smart uh, left and moved to Nashville, my uh, next teacher was uh, 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 Nona Boyd. And Nona got me into a totally different style of guitar. With David, I was learning notes. When I got in with Nona, all of a sudden, I was learning full C chord, full G chord, full D chord. My fingers were flying. I, I mean, I, it didn't feel like I had a, ever had a growth period. It was just like, bam, I was like a sponge. I think it was eight, nine, started yeah. learning my big chords. Next mm-hmm. thing I know, 12 years old, man. I'm playing guitar for a church choir. Heck yeah. 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 That was the scariest gigs I've ever had. My life is playing guitar for church. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it
1: really is. You know, the, the the thing about playing for church that you have – especially in, in my particular case, I've, I played for people before I ever played in a church, right? Right. And so the first time you go and play in, in a church and you get done playing – in it and it's crickets because it's silent yeah there's yeah He's like did we fuck up
3: yeah you, you're, you're sorry, i'm sorry jesus
1: <laughs> yeah i'm sorry <laughs> what do i do with my hands
3: yeah
2: that was supposed to be a seven card damn it yeah
3: you just have to learn uh church you know there's some churches that that are crickets after Mm-hmm. There's other churches you play that they'll give you a standing ovation, yeah. hooting yeah. and hollering. Yeah, and yeah. you know, yeah. and it that's just fun. it just depends. Right. But I tell you one thing: those churches that are quiet, that's their that's their respect for the sanctuary because yeah. they, yes. don't, yeah. they don't yeah, they don't clap they don't clap for anybody, even the choir, yeah. organist, mm-hmm. anybody. But those little ladies are going to let you know how appreciative they were of you once yes. they catch you yes. after yes. church. Right. that's when you find out how good you did because if the ladies talk to you mm-hmm. you were you good did all right yeah but yeah. if yep. they look at you and go in the kitchen <laughs> you're done <laughs> yeah. you're, you, won't you won't be playing you won't be playing for another month or two <laughs> <laughs> but anyway but uh inspirations growing up of course like i said was uh um, davis barton boy. but when i moved from here from independence was uh I was going into my uh, freshman year of high school, 1982, is when we moved, and I went through several teachers in Oklahoma before I found uh, the god, to me, Mm -hmm. of fingerstyle guitar is Edgar Cruz. I saw him play at a festival in Oklahoma City when I was in high school, freshman year. It was downtown, it was the arts festival. He was playing outdoors. He was doing all this finger style stuff. He was playing stuff I remember that Roy Clark played. Yeah. He was, and I was like, oh my gosh. This, it just opened up a totally different avenue because I never really saw this. It was always either rock guitar, blues guitar, country guitar, hee-haw.
2: So it wasn't until you that know? time that you really uh, learned any classical style? No,
3: I, was, I didn't right. learn any classical style until my freshman year. And when I saw Edgar Cruz play on stage, that was when I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's this is my teacher." Right? Because all the other teachers weren't teaching me what I wanted to learn. They didn't realize that what they were trying to teach me, I had already had, and I could show them. But they were wanting to keep teaching me that, and I was like, "No, that's not working." Yeah. Mom, my mother told me, "Go talk to him. See if he teaches." I went up and talked to him. He was in his last, no, he was in his junior year at um, OCU hmm. studying guitar. And he said, yeah, I teach. I teach at a music store in a, in a shopping mall called Shepherd Mall in Oklahoma City. And I was like, cool. And it was an organ, you know. It was, an, it was, a, it was one of those organ music shops that you see.
4: Yeah. yeah. And in the
3: back room, yeah. they had, you know, all the places. And that's where Edgar Todd was back there. And that was it, um, freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year, even my first year of college, um, I was with Edgar all that time, off and on, through mm-hmm. different things, you know, high school and different things, but I studied with him, um, he taught me finger style guitar, and then from there, um, I uh, went on and got my guitar skills at, from my teachers at Oklahoma City University. You know, but that that was that was my uh, Mike Millard. Hardest guitar teacher I've ever had in my life. He was he was so strict, so hard. And then my next teacher was. uh, uh, um, Oh, my gosh, I just forgot his name. Hector Garcia. Hector Garcia was my next teacher. And he showed me the emotional side of a guitar. Mike showed me the music side.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: strictly the technique but Hector shows you how to open that song up yeah. as a musician yeah. as an instrumentalist it's really you interesting
0: know? it really is listening yeah. to your whole uh, your whole uh, you know background
3: the whole the whole journey of it because yeah. it is it's a journey it's a journey Yeah, it's a journey and it's a journey you know I think you know I also you know You fight your journey sometimes, too. Yeah. You know, because when I was, you know, when I was when I was studying in school and studying college, I was getting into my last years of school Mm -hmm. and I had the opportunity from one of my teachers to uh, um, write some jingles for an ad company in town in Oklahoma City, because I was studying. That was the main thing that I I studied in school was uh, music composition. Mm -hmm. And I was studying that with a minor In guitar, oh okay, music composition. I wanted to learn how to write, yeah, because I was focusing that on my guitar, right? How to write for my for myself, Mm -hmm. but I also got to learn how to write, you know, major compositions and different things. So I had had this opportunity to write some jingles. It's like cool. First jingle I wrote was for Stetson Hats Company. Really? Yeah, Stetson Hat Company was doing a uh, videotape. Back in the day, this company that I eventually worked for worked with more of the uh, the affiliates from the rodeo, Justin Boots, Stetson Hats, Cherokee shirts. I mean Wranglers, mm-hmm. and this is who we kind of did all the print ads for, all the radio, TV ads, you know, and. We we worked with these people for all these years, but the first the first promo that I cut, they they told me, okay, this is what we want. We want some drums, and we want a bell.
2: Drums and a <laughs> kinda, bell. Gotta have the bell, man. Drums kinda and have a the bell. bell.
3: And I was like, okay, um, are you wanting that in a certain you know style of of anything? What we're thinking, drums and a bell (laughs) (laughs) I was like okay and they was like here's the tape this is what we have and I went home and I put in the tape and what came up on the screen was a rodeo it was a bull that shot right out of a out of a gate yeah like okay so that bull shot out of the gate and the first thing I thought of when I saw it kind of took me by surprise I thought of was a whistle had a whistle when that bull came out and then next thing i knew i was thinking well i don't know how this is going to work but i'm thinking japanese drumming okay <laughs> yeah i i i got gotcha. you okay and this japanese drumming these taka right drumming groups is yeah. what i produced for this thing and it sounded like something that was from the outback I had sounds of like the outback in it and the bulls were coming out of the chutes and the horses were coming out of the chutes. But anyway, I wrote the I wrote the background music for this and they put it together. And back in the day, they used to send out videotapes to all the cowboy shops. They would plug them into their TVs. I don't know if you guys remember like TVs that would be sitting on like the cosmetic table, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and definitely. they'd be running. Yeah. Well, this is what this was produced for. Um, okay. That's cool. Sheplers was getting the videotapes. Um, all the uh, Montana, I forgot what the other, uh, but all these, you know, retail shops, you know, the cowboy yeah. shops were getting these, and that's what was being played on a loop. And that was my that was my first gig, and it went from Stetson, and then the next thing you know, I did something for Justin Boots, and next thing you know, they're asking me, "Hey, uh, uh, would you be interested in working working a job with us?" Actually, we could we could put you on. You'd be a contract labor, and we could uh work. And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Well, eight years later, I did that for eight years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I actually, uh, when I moved back here to Independence, I did it for another two and a half years from a from a uh, from a bedroom studio. I had <laughs> no idea
2: that you did any of that. That's yeah, amazing.
3: That was uh, that was where I was making my all my money from. Yeah. Because that was my job. And when I moved <clears throat> back home, it wasn't something that was. Uh, it wasn't a. It wasn't like. I had to think about what I was fixing to do. I was moving back to Independence to help take care of my grandmother. Oh. My grandmother and I, at that time in our lives, we were the only family left. Mm -hmm. We were the only family. It was my grandmother and myself. And just the way I was raised and raised inside the family, I just didn't feel right that my grandmother was here by herself. Yeah. So I moved back home, but... I had the ability to bring my job with me. So for two and a half years, when we were at ICC together. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the middle of Christmas jingles in July. (laughs) Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I was writing jingles, you know, sending them off, getting a paycheck. Yeah. And did that for two and a half years. And then the company sold. And then the new owners came in and got rid of the three writers and went full can music. Yeah yeah so cam music um is good and bad all at the same time um it's nothing like having a writer on a staff that can personalize a jingle for a company sure you can't personalize a jingle for a company coming off of out of cam music you just can't do it Mm -hmm. but you can you know working ads yeah but that was something that i did but yeah the uh the guitar wasn't being pursued the technical skill was being pursued right that was what was being pursued the writing learning how to write was being pursued and it wasn't until it was about my last year i was in oklahoma city i I started playing a few places Mm -hmm. i started catching the bug if you want to say then i started playing a few of the festivals oh man that was it for me the bug was caught i was trying to think I was Edgar. I had Edgar on the phone all the time, dude. I'm ready, man. How how do I get this going? You know, yeah. And Edgar, like I said, is my mentor. He was, if you want to say, my McDonald's franchise. <laughs> if you want to say it that way, yeah, yeah. And I love to say it that way because what he did, I didn't change. I pursued it the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. When he told me, I think you need to go and talk to this festival, this festival, this festival. I went and talked to him. I knew that he was giving me stuff that I could get into now. Right, yeah. And as time went on, other things happened. You know, other festivals happened. But Edgar, always been able to just call him on the phone, ask him any question, and he's there to answer. I think that's where you were at the very first. You were talking about the humble side. Yeah, yeah. I was never around any arrogant style of musician. Right. Edgar was never an arrogant style musician. Hector Garcia was never arrogant. Mike Millard, for being the arrogant, pompous musician that he was, you get the guitar out of his hand, and he was the kindest man you ever met. It was around the education with him. Yeah. He... He was oh my gosh, he was he was the toughest teacher. I mean, I got kicked out of class. He was like
1: whiplash for guitar. Oh
3: my gosh. I mean (laughs) he he would he was such a perfection person on classical guitar music, the roots of guitar, the Spanish guitar. He was such a perfectionist in that that I was learning how to play pop arrangements. Like Edgar Cruz. Edgar Cruz, his senior, Edgar Cruz's senior year recital is the song that was included that went bonkers for everybody that Edgar Cruz started was Bohemian Rhapsody on solo classical guitar. Oh, wow. He's the one that started the revolution of all these other guitar players that you see that are playing yeah, taking songs and then
2: arranging them for a single guitar. Yes, with all the parts. And, yes, yeah. and that, Edgar did. That's it. on
3: YouTube
0: too. You can you can yeah. get on there. and yeah. watch it on YouTube. Edgar, pretty cool.
3: Edgar recorded that song for his senior recital. Wow, is what he did, and he went through and did that whole composition. I still remember him working on that composition when we were having lessons. Mm-hmm. It wasn't more than a year and a half later. A movie came out called Wayne's World.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: oh my God, Edgar's it just popped. Boom! That was it. That was Edgar's. That was Edgar's call right yeah, there. Yeah. The
0: song, you know,
3: he was on. Good Morning America came through Oklahoma City. He was on Good Morning America. He was on all the TV stations, all the radio stations, traveling all over the place for one song. Wow, having a whole concert but playing for one song in Bohemian Rhapsody is what opened it up for other yeah, other guitar players. Because the, there's all kinds of versions. Yeah, sure. But Edgar's version, I believe, was one of the first in few. Because his version, I believe, was created in 87 or 88. 1987, mm-hmm. 1988. And it's on his second recording called Classical Demands. Wow. Do you yeah. remember
0: headbanging to that when we were going to go see <laughs> Wayne's World? Oh yeah, man. We were in the back of the car headbanging to, to Bohemian Rap City. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'll always man. remember that,
2: man. Yeah. Good times.
3: We uh I remember that song from being at the pool. Sure. Oh.
1: I mean great. <laughs> learning song. how to
3: swim and all those crazy songs in the background from the seventies and stuff.
1: We uh, we did a Christmas video for my dad. I I took all the all the grandsons and recreated the scene or recreated that whole segment from where the car pulls up and picks <laughs> each of them up and they're in the car and they're driving through town. We recreated that for a Christmas video because that was one of his one of his favorite scenes out of Wayne's World. And that was three, four years ago. That is cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That, that is really cool. Spew,
0: spew into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did that.
1: That's funny. That was uh, a... Uh, one of Quentin's former flames.
3: Yeah, because Wayne's World, what was that, 92, 93? Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah.
0: We were young, man. I mean, we were actually going to see the movie, and then the song came on. So I remember driving down the road, you know, and it comes on, and I'm headbanging in the back, and Zach's headbanging. We were were ready to go.
3: Haven't stopped since. Never stopped. That was in Oklahoma City. I remember when that movie came out, because, see, I remember uh, the sketch from uh, Saturday Night Live. That's what yeah. interest our spark back in the day, because, mm-hmm. you know, these were two, uh, these were two rock and roll guys, you know, yeah. and it, it was just hilarious from Saturday Night Live. And man, I just I still remember going, you know, if I don't if I'm not mistaken, one of my best one of my best friends that I graduated with, I think he won those complimentary tickets for like the opening night's. For the movies that they used to give away yeah you call on the radio station yeah. you know if you're calling number 10 you're going to get these tickets you know he calls right. in yeah yeah and i think we went to i think we i think we saw that on a one of the what they call the movie premiere mm-hmm. yeah i think we, that's awesome yeah come and see
0: grave digger Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, 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 Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, grave
2: digger.
3: Hey now. do Yeah. Man. With special musical guest John Hamlin. Yeah. yeah. John Cena. That's crazy. <laughs> but just crazy. So what
2: um we were talking about music as a journey well the journey has not stopped it never stops there's never really a destination right. you never really get there so um where are you on your journey now like what are you working on now
1: what are you um trying to get a gig yeah live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: poor man's just trying to get a, get mean, a gig man uh, he no can.
2: you know you've done jingles um you talked about classical style, and that's that's when I first met you. That's how I, I was like, oh, he's an awesome classical guitarist.
3: Yeah, and uh, then and then it's like it. Ray it blew got, my mind. Ray got me involved with with the trends group. I mean, I was I was there to to make sure the sound was go for you guys and everything right. else, and you know, kind of because uh, Ray was you know he was kind of working on you know things behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but I was kind of like hands on with you guys. Yeah, you know, in class. And uh,
2: in some ways i was like this guy is way too talented to be like uh our babysitter
3: <laughs> well all of a sudden you know ray was like uh he's like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna get you and your guitar involved and i'm like you are And he goes yeah we're gonna we're, it's advertisement we're gonna advertise it. it's <laughs> advertisement man so i was like well what do you want me to do he's like oh you're gonna what do you he goes you play malagania don't you and i'm like well yeah i go, you've heard me play it he goes, well, that's what you're going to do. It's gonna, you're going to do Montaleguina. And I'm like, okay. And I remember doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, it was just the weirdest thing. Cause, uh you know all of a sudden you know you got all these singers and all of a sudden you're like the singers leave the stage you're like here's solo guitarist John Hamlin's coming up to play Mulligania you know (laughs) and I wanted to do something where you know we had the singers and guitar going at the same time right Ray was like no we're gonna do this that's what we're gonna do but it worked out good for the show yeah
1: it was a blast man
3: I mean I mean I Um, never in my imagine you remember when we took uh we toured yes you remember i, the, do. I you do remember, remember the that. tour yeah oh my gosh you talk about it that was a fun time man yeah it was a blast we had it was such a blast at the end of the year uh, we're over here like reminiscing we need john, to add everybody john into this conversation. john was
2: well john is still employed by the the um no not anymore oh no you're no, not no, you're not good no, teaching I, through the college anymore no
3: i taught for okay
2: four 15 years
3: Yeah, I taught 15 years with the uh, guitar department, and it just started to really slack off with the students. Okay. And not enough people started to enroll for the class. Man, that's a shame. Well, it is a shame because we really have had a hard time of keeping a music department. Right. You know, there for the longest time, the music department was myself and Regina Hilly. Man. Because there was nobody else to teach classroom. At it was, it was on the that's, way
0: out when I was going to college yeah, it was,
2: it got yeah. to a really bad point. but that's um I mean, we talked about it, that's how I met you. I was there mm-hmm. on a uh, scholarship for for singing for vocal music, and I was a music student um <coughs> uh, learning my theory and all that stuff, right and, and kind of like you, like, like you said, you're studying composition and then kind of like backwards applying it to guitar. And right. that's kind of like where I was at that, when we met. That's kind of like my where I was at. I was like, okay,
4: mm-hmm. I, and love, that takes, I love playing
2: guitar, and I'm learning my theory. I'm learning four part harmony. Right, learning how to write it out. Now, how do I translate this to guitar? Anyways, that that's a tangent. But um, <laughs> that is
3: a tangent because when you're studying what you're considered in college is uh, classical style music, mm-hmm. everything's off a of piano. It's not off any other instrument. Mm-hmm. Right. It's off a of piano. I mean theory that was created from your gregorian chants coming up through the years but your yeah. gregorian chants were already starting to write music right piano was not even here right, right? yeah not As, even a harpsichord not anything nothing yeah. just but seven has, church modes that's yeah. all you got right? exactly you got yeah. your gregorian chants you got your ch- and that's it i mean it wasn't even any any words yeah. It was just oohs and ahs and anything else that you could create with your mouth. And that was it. But as time went on, I can create a lot with my mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, i'm gonna take your word for that one Zach. yeah i'm gonna yeah. all right. no, I'm just-
2: i can create a lot of ooze and ahs with my mouth <laughs> all right i had to do it there oh, was sorry. a time
0: though in the, in the 90s remember gregorian chant it had, it had a comeback it made a comeback yeah yeah it yeah it was dance it was dance <laughs> music right. gregorian yeah yeah enigma
3: enigma, enigma. enigma. yes
0: yeah.
2: exactly hey now that
3: was that would have been during my time when i would have been in the nightclubs i probably danced that i probably danced that yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: shaking but, his booty
3: did yeah in
0: a sense
2: i i i got us off track i apologize were um, we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. We, <laughs> no, we were going we're down talking, a road, and I think I took Gre- us down a side road there. He was talking but. about
0: Gregorian
3: chant. And yeah, I was talking about no, the no, beginning no, of it. Because, yeah, because You was, made it dirty. Yeah. I did. Uh-huh. But I was talking about, you know, the theory that most people learn uh, from a college setting is uh, going to be off of a piano. You're going to learn it on a piano because you yep. can see everything. Yep. But over the years, I have a feeling that as the theory Was being created at the time because being written, Mm -hmm. um, they already had the blueprint for the piano. Right. There was the blueprint was already there. Right. They kind of figured out what it was, but the blueprint was already there. So then the piano came. Now, I mean, think about the history of music. Now, this is the nerd side. I love history. I'll go
2: down this road with you for sure.
3: Uh, and I love music history because you got to look at different things. You know, people always talk about my generations, okay? My generation, church music. Church music has always been the staple part of the music. It always mm. has. It's it's always been there. The, the religious part has always been there. My age, the guitar was the hardest instrument to get into the church. Sure. Could not oh, get yeah. the guitar in the church. Go back in history. How hard was it to get the piano in church? Everybody was singing vocal. Mm. Yeah. That was the that was the instrument. How many people probably called it the devil's tool? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Think about it, you know? Because I mean every instrument has had to have its time yeah. with mm-hmm. that. The, the person that the organ, led the vocal deep group? Those sounds of the organ with oh, the devil. Man,
2: the pedal tones.
3: Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It's the devil. I heard the devil. Did you hear the devil, devil in that? spoke through that. <laughs> machine. the devil. Who's
1: the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever was in charge of the vocal group, right? Whoever the leader of the vocal group was, guarantee you it was a half step sharp compared to that piano. And so that piano was the devil. Exactly. Exactly. Because it didn't conform to him. Right. Yeah. This yeah. Guy's in, doing exactly. a mashed potato exactly. and a <laughs> twist.
3: But just the you know just the Very history of the thinking about that you know thinking about yeah. the instruments that you know had its time and dues trying to get into the church because the the organ I guarantee the organ probably had its time and dues yeah. you I'm know sure. I'm trying sure. to get in and then as you keep going but you know that's that's kind of a geek side I just know, but, I, oh, I, yeah. I
1: imagine. I imagine there's this little boy, he's like five, six years old, and he's in the church, and the piano's made it to the church, right? But he's just hammering away on the piano, and he accidentally hits a tritone. And boy, the woman just comes out of the eve or whatever and just whoops his ass, because that was the most evil sound coming off of that piano.
3: Gets that B flat and that F off that E, baby. That's the devil's tone right there. <laughs> yeah, That's like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's like
1: Stravinsky's
0: Stravinsky's down, The Rite of Spring. Down, and down. The
1: Sabbath was born that day.
0: Well, I mean, uh, Stravinsky's The Rite of, of Spring, I think, is what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that, the bassoon that. player caused a riot because they didn't think that that should be in the symphony. So it started. Exactly. It started a huge riot. Riot. Over a bass exactly. player. You know, it's like and that, that dirty rock and roll, Stravinsky. Well, yeah, and it, it was like uh, And, and it
2: it's, it's like that was pagan. It was like yeah, a it was right. the, uh, like a a pagan rite, you know, and is what that was supposed to be. I, I made that yeah, one. It's wrestling. very, very controversial. And I think
3: another thing nobody really thinks about a would, heavy metal version of that would be fucking awesome. Just saying, bonus,
2: bonus track. track. That'd be yeah. sweet. All right, yeah but I mean get on it John counting on you man
3: (laughs) Stravinsky I'm just kidding All right, I gotta get that going go ahead no but anyway but uh, just thinking about different things thinking about composers too um, everybody uh, everybody always talks about Bach, Beethoven, Mozart they always talk about them Mm -hmm. but you know a lot of people just don't realize how much of a rock star these people were oh yeah. yeah they don't realize I mean they were they were the major artists of the day Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if the Grammys were around back in the day, these would be the people that would be winning the the Grammys back in the day. I mean, Mozart from from
1: Mozart was from like the movie that I saw. All four guys, a Crew in
0: one. One, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rock me, I'm a dancer. Yeah, but yeah. you know,
3: but I don't know, man. I just love music history. I just love looking back and you know, and just just the history. Just love it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's so much to to draw from. Um, how how does that inform your original music? How none at all, none at all, none at all, none at all. Where does your inspiration come from? Your for your,
3: because uh, uh, you, yeah,
2: you, and because i your right. original music I, has, yeah. is, um, I mean, it it would be really hard to pick you down to a style. I, I figure, I, I think you have you play in different styles. So I'm just like. Do you just kind of go into it saying like I kind of want to do this thing? And I mean, how do you go about it? How do you go about your writing process?
3: Um, well, kind of depends. I have because I practice. You know, that's that's one thing when when you're pursuing something, mm-hmm. you've got to practice. You got to you've got to practice. You know, it's like this last year. That's what I've been doing wrong. <clears throat> It's, it's, practice. It's, it's practice it's it's this yeah. last year um like I said you know I haven't I haven't gigged I really haven't worked since last March come up on a year um, I think I took the first month off because I was spending my time trying to figure out how to get government money that yeah. I got turned down on everything mm. everything but I I I went through that that first month and then after that I got into a practice regimen. Yeah. Practice regimen of working on technique is a difference than a practice regimen working on improv.
2: Yes. Okay. Hundred percent agree.
3: Working on technique is basically working your fingers, working through scales, making sure your fingers are limber, making sure your technique, making sure your timing Mm -hmm. your timing you're really wanting to work on. When you're working on your improv stuff, those are licks. Those are stuff that's been going on in your brain forever. Mm -hmm. Or it's something that you just played, and you think to yourself, what in the heck was that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you remember it. And then you play it again. And then you get that chill, and you're like, here we go. That's how you know something's good. That's nice. I got my lick. I got what I'm looking for. Yeah. And then you start building around it. Either build it with other licks that you know, you know, or you're working on. Because how many times here, we're all musicians sitting at this table. How many times have you sit there, especially for your original music, and you play a lick over and over and over until you think your fingers are going to eventually do a different change? that you've never done before, and it's going to sound freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, And that's how, to me, that's how it works yeah. more than anything, yeah. Yeah. is I work on a lick, and then it goes into a different lick. Okay? Yeah. I don't do like some of my friends do, where they have a thought process of, I'm going to run through a nice meadow of flowers, and I'm thinking of everything around that to put into this. Yeah. I, I yeah. can't think that way. I gotta think off. That's me. Little.
2: That's me, by the way. That's how I fucking write music. Meadow of flowers. Yeah. Well No, so, no, I mean I'm serious. I, I will come up with a story and then I'd be like, all right. right, this part of the story, I'm trying to evoke this feeling and I will go for that feeling. Right. And I'll try yeah, like I I, I, I nerd out in a very like um planned out right uh, anal retentive ocd kind of fucking way about it well right. if you ever
0: need yeah. an interpretive dancer for your uh music oh we we're just talking i am, to... I am the guy
1: we were, we're just talking that's about me. that on our side <laughs> yeah. quest we were yeah. just talking yeah. about it you remember oh, you hired you remember the, <laughs> the video with the guy with the metal rod i was just <laughs> about to <laughs> yeah. say that, but I was like,
0: nobody will know what i'm talking about man yeah, yeah. Boom. Boom. yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: that's crazy
0: Right.
1: but I, i'm the same way I'll, mm-hmm. I'll come up i'll come up with a riff yeah um and so some of these songs that, that we've been writing i'll ha- i'll have a part and i love it but that day for whatever reason it doesn't go any further mm-hmm. so you record it you log it whatever and then you have some that just one leads to the next and then it leads to the next and then at least you know mm-hmm. um, and that happened just what two weeks ago you know, yeah wrote, yeah wrote a, wrote a song in four days move the arrangement around afterwards you know but it was but it's the
3: writing yeah it just it's it's and you never know and, what and you're when gonna it, get when it spills when out of you is when right. it feels so good oh yeah. some of my some of my that was most dirty some of my most requested songs that i play are songs that was a lick that i came up with from playing and you know like an improv session mm. came up with a lick i was like oh my gosh here we go next thing you know i played another lick the next thing you know i played another lick and i've got my pattern i have a certain pattern that i like to write as a solo artist i like to write three different styles of patterns inside one song yeah three mm-hmm. different rhythms that all go together and then all of a sudden it leads back into the beginning yeah that's how i like to write my stuff instrumentally mm-hmm. now grab my licks now like i was saying there's some songs that just go boom boom, boom. Right. Next thing you know, 2 hours later, you're you got a song and I'm in garage band getting it recorded so I don't forget it. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I'm getting
3: it logged yeah. because I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I've got a I've got a guitar piece here." And then from what it sounds like and the interpretation behind what it sounds like, there's sometimes I'll start a song off bluesy. Yeah. But then sometimes I start a song off romantic Spanish Sometimes I start a song off that has maybe a little bit of a picking country feel. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm into those style of songs, then I'm going to kind of name them around that. Okay. But then I'll pick up that guitar, which is my swamp guitar. (laughs) I call it my swamp guitar because it's got... uh, The style of music I play on it is a cross between a blues, a bluegrass, kind of mixed together, and it's like a swampy music. Yeah. You know? And it depends but it's the lick is what i'm trying to get to mm-hmm. the lick determines what the name of the song is going to be for yep. me i never now i'm one of those crazy kind of people that if i hear cool stuff if i hear something cool maybe a couple of words that are together that's kind of cool yeah i'll write it down because i'll use them for song titles sure yeah, yeah. you know um but that's about it you know but nothing comes like like you, like Exist- the meadow. Existential malevolence. Yeah, the meadow. Those two,
0: those two right.
2: words that just popped into my head. When
0: I want to that. start a band called Lipstick Under My Kilt. I think, <laughs> I think that's a good band name. But I don't know if I'll be able to get anybody in on that one. Well, let I, me tell you I, something. I think you're going to be canceled before you well, even start. You know who gave me that idea was Chelsea, my wife. She said,
3: uh, "Really? You really? should start a
0: band called Lipstick Under My Kilt." Well, you want to know something? Well, that's a pretty good name.
3: We've we've got the table right here to do a side project. I think I think history's been made. We could I think actually we should
2: do it. Sorry, guys. You could sorry. be
3: playing guitar. Yeah. Dude, you could be playing guitar. He could be playing drums. I could be playing bass. Or I we can could play be, bass. We yeah. could be lipstick under kilt. <laughs> and we could put a record, out, dude. Lipstick under kilt to travel around the Our first song is going to be called Red on the Noodle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and in parentheses, Red on the Noodle, like a dick oh, yeah. on a poodle.
4: Oh yes, that's great. See, I'm,
0: I'm getting jealous right now, guys, because you're oh, talking about writing songs, making them sound like a stormy morning or something, man. I can't tune my snare drum to sound like a fucking Meadows evening or something, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. what,
3: that's <laughs> what stinks
0: about playing the drums. No, 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 years. you got to think like thunder. Crack. Crack. You got to think no. thunder. Thunder Yeah, yeah no, You're you, thinking
3: you, a totally different story. Uh, you it's know, just, do you uh, know what your snare sounds like, like falling like, down it, the It the sounds
2: like summer's eve. There you go.
0: I, I appreciate
2: that. Wait a minute. Sounds
3: no. like a
0: douche.
2: I'm just
0: kidding, man. I try to tattoo So my his snare drum. drum sounds like a. Oh my gosh. You got that, that morning meadows, you know, with a deer coming across. My snare drum is the, is the shot, the hunter's the, shot. There you go. Ah, See, yeah. I can do that. Okay. Now see,
2: like, because um, music that really, like, you you said, sometimes you'll you'll play a lick and then you'll get that chill, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, you know, it's like that hit struck a chord in my soul, like that. That's good. It's like music that makes me feel that way. Like it, it will evoke kind of um, a a a scene. Like maybe it'll be like like uh, sunset over the lake. Mm-hmm. You know, it like I'll get like a visual representation almost from
3: the feeling of that. And it's like, now I, I, get, I love I that. get that
2: after the fact. After the fact. Yeah. After yeah. the fact. And, I yes, don't I get I do anything
3: before the fact. It's always after the fact and it's always in the style of music that it is. If it's blues, then your thought process is going to be blues. And then who knows what that blues might be. Right. Because, you know, blues is an open book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of different blues. You mm-hmm. know, you can be good blues or bad blues. You know, but so it's, anyway. it's
0: more of a structured thing than right. when you're right. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. ki- it's kind
3: of like my swamp music. It's when I come up with a like a, you know, a really catchy tune in my swamp music. It's got that backwoods feel to it. So, you know, the song will be called like Shindig. okay yeah. it I'll have yeah. that. it will have that backwoods feel to it. Well, and that song, when, when I play it, sounds like a song that would be played out in the middle of nowhere at some barf. Some beer fest out in the yeah. middle of somebody's, yeah. you know, yeah.
1: yeah. So, sh- so shindig is way more appropriate
3: than say soiree. So- <laughs> shindig right. is the southern, or right. The yeah. south way of saying, let's go out, you know, some field and have a party, right? Yeah, yeah, bonfire, bonfire, music, bon- exactly, drinking, yeah, yeah, getting together, socializing, something we haven't yeah. been able to do for a year, oh, chasing gators. I know. <laughs> Well, um, Jason Gators, yeah. Would now
2: be a good time? Could we take a small break and we'll set up set your guitar up. and we'll uh, we'll hear some something that you got?
3: Yeah. yeah that'd be cool. All, right. All and right. Then we gotta talk about the band. yeah Yeah. Yeah. yes we'll definitely do that yeah we got all kinds of stuff we can talk about yes i i feel like we
2: probably have about five podcasts worth of things to talk about Probably, and uh yeah we're not going to get to it all tonight but we'll definitely touch upon the band since we got both of you here um and caddy wampus band is one of our very favorite bands if not the favorite so um we will definitely get to that but let's I'm gonna I'm gonna pause this for a second. We'll get you set up, and then cool. we'll we'll hear some good fun live music by John we'll Hamlin. Back.
3: Very cool. What do you want to do?
2: I, I want you to just uh, to play. J- show show us uh, some of the swamp stuff that you've been talking about.
3: I can show you some swampy stuff. Um,
2: I want to get swampy. I want to get swamp ass in here.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, knew I was going to go there. I'm get swamp nuts oh, coming out here. That's my next song I going to do is swamp, swamp nuts. <laughs> um,
0: Reminds me of the Toxic Avenger, man,
3: when you start talking about swamp ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you talking about the movie? The old B movie? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Um, well, when we, after, before we took break, I was talking about Shindig, right? yeah well let's 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 do shindig this right. is what i meant when i talk about writing music i come up with a lick and then from there it blossoms but this is after it blossom this song is called shindig it kind of reminds me of being out in the middle of a party it's kind of like that party music here we go shindig yeah. thank you so cool. i
1: was there i was at the shindig yeah. dude man that, that was wild turkey pbr and crawfish man that's, right there Yeah, right there Felt
0: like i was back in new orleans
1: how's that swampy feel
3: oh yeah damn yeah, right I
2: absolutely it. i really like it man thank you very much i enjoy the shit out of thank that. you
3: that was cool now I,
1: I enjoy that one every time i hear you play it
3: i like that one yeah Almost choked on my sounded water. Sounded good, man. <laughs> <laughs> sounded really good. That's a lot of fun.
2: No, oh, that's yeah. awesome. That I mean, I think that's a really my good idea.
3: Got, my foot got tired, man. I was in the middle of that <sighs> song, having so much fun. I was sitting a little strange in this in this chair. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I Had that porch board going, and all of a sudden I was like, man, my foot's tired. Man. <laughs> that sounded good, though. That porch board
0: was coming through. Yeah, it's coming through. I could really, hear it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: I just got tired. Yeah, man. <laughs>
2: Well, it's it's not the best chair for this. I'll, uh you don't want you really don't want to have arms on the chair. No, and I'm going to try yeah. to
3: sit on the edge of that thing. Yeah, All I know. Right. I'm sorry about that. Man, you're sitting on the edge. You know, you're kind of scared. You know, you're sitting bounce, on the edge. Yeah, you know, <laughs> be bouncing around. Next thing you know, be on the floor with your guitar. Oh I'm, no, I'm, I'm, we do. We do, we do have a couple of alert. them
1: that you can set in, and as you're sitting there, they go down and go down. <laughs> keep going and down.
3: Go down. <laughs> <laughs> no joke.
1: Oh, we should have we planned that. Self-adjusting Oh, wait, wait, chair. you need this chair. You need this chair, John. <laughs> wait, what, what? Hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. That sounded, really, that trick sounded really
0: good, John. Yeah, that was great. That yes. was really good.
1: Um, so we uh, started a thing this year, kind of, because we've already forgotten twice. Uh, if you'll uh, sign the edge of the table and date it.
2: We would appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And it is March
0: now. I put two on there. Yeah, <laughs> huh? it is March. I put two originally on there, and he's like, "It's three, buddy." It's three, three, three.
1: What are you doing? So
3: just God a damn it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do I, do I, can I ride like a little? If you want, you can yeah. do
2: whatever you want.
3: Thank you guys for oh well,
2: you can you no, can draw no need to do that. You can absolutely. draw GI Joe riding a My Little Pony. I don't care.
0: Sure, I'm gonna put on there and <laughs> i form just the head yeah oh the head
1: form feet and legs it was funny we we uh we went all last year and didn't think of that yeah yeah, <laughs> I've ever yeah that. right yeah. we did we did twenty episodes and didn't think of having people sign the damn table yeah Heck yeah man
2: well you know what um we've been talking all this time, and uh like yeah, we said like oh yeah jake. He's what like the, he's like my brother. The it's third, the right? third, yeah, three three,
1: yeah.
2: But um, we should say Jake is uh, like I, all right. I played drums in Edge Over Edge, which if you've been listening to this, you probably know that. But um, <laughs> I should hope they've been paying attention. We uh, I, I I would find it remiss if I did not uh, mention that Jake is a way better drummer than me. Oh no way, man! <laughs> no, you dude. taught me. No, well, <laughs> shoot. I, 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 me I, I set you on the path and then, yeah. you, and then you took off, dude. It, like, was, it was started with Beastie
0: Boys, man. No Sleep Till Brooklyn.
2: Yep, there uh, you go. That's, that's everything started with No Sleep Till <laughs>
3: Brooklyn. Dude, I remember this kid playing drums with uh, Blood Red Moon. Yeah, what? yeah. Dude, when you were 14 or whatever? Yeah, right. Like 14 yeah, years 14, old. God, 15. dude. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. Um, that was a good time. I've played with a few drummers in my time because I played in bands in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. i had i had i had i've had my time with bands but man let me tell you something as far as being a bass player and being locked in with a drummer i've never been locked in with a drummer like this guy
1: oh it's, it's he's incredibly his
3: intuitive it's his, yeah. his, his rhythms and times and then working Work, been able to work with that, dude. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just fluid. It's
0: an honor to be able to play with you. I mean, it really is because, no, like you said, dude, it, that, that is reciprocal, man, because oh, yeah, you're in right the pocket. I mean, you are well, yeah, that's, right that's, in the pocket that's, the whole time. Um, for,
2: from an outside perspective, It having such a strong rhythm section yeah. is yeah. real, I mean, rare if not almost impossible, like you two. I mean, because uh, you're both doing interesting things but you're so locked in and not taking away from the other pieces of the band yeah now, the, right the, that's a super hard balance to keep well, and you guys that. keep it like every song yeah and because
0: it's 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 the coolest thing writing music with 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 him man because nate'll come in with a just a riff nate's and, the guitar
2: player and singer
0: for
3: yeah, Caddy right. yeah. yeah and he's he if credit is credit due no, definitely, he is the lyricist. Lyricist, I can't. Lyric, saying. Lyricist. lyricist, yes, yes for yeah. the group. <laughs> yes, he, he writes the guitar parts for this group, so yeah. he's coming in with with a song. Yeah, now, he,
2: I, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not trying Nate's to diminish the, his role at that, all no, because because no, 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 Nate no. Nate is amazing and and yeah, he. I, I know that he's um pretty cautious about the COVID thing, and that's totally understandable. I'm not giving yeah, him a hard time about yeah. that, yeah. but when things maybe calm down when he's comfortable to come in here, I would love to have him on here to talk we'll to. i will have to come in here. Yeah, yeah we'll With come Dad, back and Most do definitely. That, for sure. Drop that album.
3: And I talked to, talk to Nate. Yeah, exactly. I, I talked to Nate, you know, and he really wants to, but he is trying to keep himself to a distance because of the the older people that are in his family, yeah, yes. sure. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Yes. and he's keeping he's keeping that balance until that. he gets yeah. vaccinated. He said once he gets vaccinated, he's going to get back out in the public again. Right, and, and I, I respect. I that totally, totally respect that. Yes, yeah. but he did tell me that once everything gets back to a certain point, that he most definitely wants to come in and do this because yeah. he was waiting. To do this. Yes. And then when I called him up and I told him I was doing this, it's kind of like, you know, the bubble was broken. He's like, oh, man. He's like, oh, man, dude, you're doing it now?
4: You know? <laughs> you know? And I was like, yeah, dude. Well, no, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I mean, go we're
3: going to touch upon this, but um, yeah, yeah. we will definitely go more in but depth he, about Caddy Wampus is, when he's yeah. here. He's, yeah. he's our singer, he's our lyric guy, and he's the one that does, does come up with the guitar parts. But when he brings that in, all he does is play it. It, he doesn't tell anything. Really, to nothing. Writing you
0: know? a song with you guys is is just—it's amazing. It really is. I it, mean, cause it comes together. It just—it's bam. It's like whoa. That, now I—he's I've, I've, got an outline. You come now, in with that's, a funky groove, and then it's—it just seals itself.
3: And it's that's really really cool. That's rare. It you, is, know, yeah. you know, you know, I'm talking about yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to to have this chemistry with a group. It is man, that's, and this chemistry's been caddy's been together for almost 10 years now
0: yeah
3: once we got i can't remember if we were already together for like three years before we pulled you in for drums yeah three or four you guys were
0: playing for a while and we've been writing Uh, original
3: music from the beginning i bothered Nate. that was why we got into this yeah and i told the guys because when nate moved back to town i he i was like we got to get a band together and nate was like yeah he goes we need to do some writing i'm like well dude i'd like to just do an all original band write our own music and not worry about anything else except our music and as long as it's party groove yeah let's go for it right dude tell nate bund for party groove he's going to create party groove yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's that's bam so cool what
2: that is man that's what you guys are and it's it's perfect because my
3: bass lines don't match anything with guitar lines if you listen to this group yep it's really in the man. different styles and it's, it's pretty the cool. different rhythms that we can do yep yes not yeah, just you absolutely. know just not trying to keep you know like a standard you know straight four four backbone to anything mm-hmm. yeah we're writing i'm writing my parts yeah. he's writing his mm-hmm. parts yeah nate's writing his parts exactly and we're just going for it yeah
0: it's 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 a really interesting thing and and you know it it just naturally comes yeah. to to us it's 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 strange really because,
3: cool. I mean, they can bring in a song and be complete with everything. And by the time we leave a two-hour practice, um, I've pretty much already written bass parts. He's pretty much already written drum parts. And then the next time we come back in, we nail it. Right. Yeah. Dude, that, that's, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's not, a rare thing. That's a rare to thing have. to work with musicians like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the reason why I think we've been together for such a long time. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to argue about. Right. Yeah. What's
2: there to freaking argue yeah, about? There, there's complete trust because you know, it's like, all right, you, you, I know you're going to do your thing, yeah. and it's going to be great. Yeah. So. Dude, like I've. It's,
3: yeah.
0: So much fun. It, it really is. It's, it's
3: the rhythm, and it's the time. It, that's mm-hmm. what music is built upon. And if you're not working on rhythm and time all the time, well, then you're not working music. Right. It's rhythm and time. It's being locked into rhythm and time. This guy. Is a time machine. Well,
0: I appreciate that,
3: <laughs> dude. Once it's it's the craziest thing. Once he locks into a time, dude, that time don't variate. Mm. It doesn't s- slow down mm-hmm. or speed up. Right. It is locked in. Once I get the base locked in, dude, we're locked in. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah.
0: it's really cool. It is, and, and it's so, fun to play. Yeah, and
3: it's fun to play with him because <laughs> right? we've got our things. You know, Nate's out front singing, doing mm-hmm. his thing, but we're in the back. Yeah. We're the You know, we're the back line. Yeah. But, dude, we have our stuff that we like to do, and we have certain parts in the song that we nail just for emphasis right. for mm-hmm. different things yeah. that we do. It, it's, well, Zach yeah.
1: and I can both both attest that it, it is a lot of fun playing with Jake. So. Well, I, I, yeah. I really yeah. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It's, it, yeah. It's definitely oh, yeah, I a, guess that history lesson, like yeah. –
2: Matt, all right. Well, Matt and I played back in, like in high school briefly, like a couple practices. It was right. like that. Yeah, that went nowhere.
0: <laughs> that was the original
1: Edge over Edge. Wasn't yeah, it? man. I think the, that was like the naming session or something.
2: Naming
3: right. session for Edge yeah. over yeah. Edge. But then uh, Matt was the original bass player that you wanted for a long time.
2: Yeah, when, for different projects. When yeah. I came back to this area, I was living in Pittsburgh, Kansas. So when I came back to this area, I was like, Jake, let's start a band. Yeah, like yeah. okay, let's start a band. And it's like, well, who, man, we need a bass player. I was like, well, I I know Matt's more of a guitar player, but I was like, god damn it, that'd be like like the Cherryville All Stars, so we could get yeah. Matt to play bass <laughs> with us, you know. Yeah. And uh Matt was involved with another project, and that didn't really pan out. But but uh we talked him into it finally, like l- later in that project. Had to so, come
0: back to him and say, Matt, yeah, yeah,
2: like Matt, all come right, on, your man. other
1: project's over, dude. Do you need to come play <laughs> with us. Was well this, I, I, this I this think command. I th- yeah, command. yeah. This was command. This was command. I, th- yeah. I, th- I think the conversation was, yo, TJ just moved and and we got a gig. Do you think you can learn ten songs
3: in <laughs> yeah <laughs> in a yeah,
1: week? Right. Or two right. weeks?
3: <laughs> well see, I remember this because Caddy Wampus was together at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a Sunday we always practice on a Sunday. And he came into practice for a day, and he was like, oh, "He's like, man, we don't have a bass player anymore, and we're all, you know, in, what, what happened to TJ? We moved to Florida Ben. Right, you yeah. know? I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, you know, and totally understandable the reason why he oh, yeah. moved on that, Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But he was like, he was like, dude, and he was like, bass player, and then the next thing I know, you're the that bass man, player, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And then what I found out that this this guy's they've been wanting him they wanted him for a long time right right yeah because yeah. he came in and asked me dude would you would you be willing to maybe try out for, <laughs> you know, for command too much, too and i was stuff. like dude that's just there's too much man <laughs> yeah. i've got this i've also see because i've got another band called monkey business right? yeah right i've got that 80s yeah, rock band yeah. yeah yeah and i was like dude i got too much going on here i was like i go you guys will find a you guys will find somebody and yeah.
1: Well, well fun yeah. story. Okay. So he, Zach gives me a list of covers because that, that's right. what they were planning on. We were just doing covers, right? Yeah. And so I don't know. It was like 10 songs. And it's like, okay, we're going to get together this day. And I'm like, okay. So I'm going to learn them all. And I'm not a cover guy, I, I, I just never have been. Right. But, you know, it's always been original. That band
2: did, did originals as well. But yeah, yeah. But
1: yeah, we did covers. Well, if you're gonna in slam somebody to. last minute? Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, the learn the our originals. Yeah, I did learn one. You did? I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so the basically the little trial by fire before the the show, I come in here. Jake calls and says, "Oh, I can't make it." So we played through all those songs with no drummer.
0: Oh and wow! And that's
1: that's yeah. that's how I got introduced to playing. with I wonder that. what happened. What? I wonder why. I, wow. I don't
0: remember why I couldn't make. I don't know, and TJ, TJ I,
1: hadn't left yet, so he came and he hung out. Right. Uh, and that right. was actually the first time I met TJ, and I'm like, well, yeah. shit, now you're leaving. I kind of like you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> TJ's really
3: cool, man. Yeah. yeah. TJ's really cool.
1: He uh, was really
2: cool. And he was a fun bass base player to play with, too. Oh, man. Like, I, I'm not yeah. saying that we were like like he was... Like, oh, you're second choice. Yeah, I mean? didn't mean to like TJ would bring at all. the thunder, man. No, I mean, TJ, TJ was awesome. He had
0: this whole ceiling. He still is awesome. <laughs> and he's just ceiling awesome in Florida. rattling at one time, man. And, and the ceiling was actually falling oh, off. Oh,
2: dude, that motherfucker. Whoa. That motherfucker had, he went crazy. He got uh, an SVT head, an right. SVT 810 cab, and he also had a Galleon Krueger 810 cab. And he right. was
3: like, yeah, I'm going to use them both. It's like (laughs) I remember when he had him at Neil Wall. Crazy, yeah. Used him at Neil Wall on the stage. Yeah, he's and he rumbled the jungle all the way down through the through the carnival, man. Oh man! And he would he would drag those things downstairs and just (laughs)
0: boom 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 boom. boom, boom. Yeah, drag them. You know they're made for that shit. That's what he would say.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That boy for me that. Up, man. He's awesome. Shout out to TJ, man. I hope you hope you're doing well
3: in Big Florida. Big
0: shout out, yeah, TJ.
3: No doubt, Most man. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, because I remember he was traveling back and forth there for the longest time, working for Spartan. Yeah, working yeah. at Spartan. Yeah. Driving back and forth driving to Tulsa. back and forth, man.
2: He's a hardworking
3: dude, man. Yeah, much he's
2: much
0: a respect cool to that
3: dude. Guy. He's a he's a good dude. You know really what's good. you
0: know what's funny going back to County Wampus, man? I, I ran into Nate. How I kind of wiggled my way into that shit, into the band. I saw Nate at the the grocery store, and I was like, "Hey, man, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> See, are, you got anything going on? You know?" And he's like, uh, "Look, you know, cattywampus or whatever." And it's like, uh, "You need a hand drummer? I'll play hand drums." And he's like, "Oh, I guess so." So remember, I came in, and I was playing the the djembe, yeah, you know, and and uh, that's how I got in, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well who funny. was playing drums at the time?
0: Donnie
3: Donnie was playing oh, Donnie drums. Donnie was playing drums. Yeah. Okay. Donnie was playing drums. Um I was playing bass and but well the first inc- incarnation of this group actually was um I was playing guitar, Nate was playing guitar, Donnie was playing drums, and John Dillinger was a bass player. Oh okay. this John Dillinger, right, man. This all comes first full circle because <laughs> John circle. Dillinger
2: it he's contacted me recently. He's got a new band. Oh, yeah. cool! Yeah, I, right. I got new. I got yeah. music from him. All right, yeah. good. Well, oh, he's yeah. he's going to be on, dude. I've been talking with John, and he's
3: just a hell of a guy. I love. John. Oh, John's yeah. John's great. Yeah. John is great. But he was our he was the original. That was the original concept of this band. Very cool. And when we started doing it, just to kind of get in touch with each other as musicians, we kind of we picked four cover songs, and it, it was like a. I can't remember. it was like a zeppelin song, this, that, this, and that, yeah. and I was playing lead guitar. Nate was playing rhythm, John was playing bass, so mm-hmm. forth. so that was our, that was our band. We weren't even named Caddy Wampus at the time. We didn't even know what we were going to call right. ourselves, and it just didn't work out. It, Caddy it, it, corner yeah no, (laughs) but it just didn't work out john was uh living in lawrence and working at walmart at the time and trying to travel back and forth oh man it just wasn't it just wasn't working and john knew it and there was a there was a departure you know but it wasn't it wasn't a bad breakup right right john knew Yeah. yeah and we were sitting there and i was thinking you know Are we going to look for another bass player? And we went through a couple of other people. No, it wasn't what we were looking for. And it wasn't what Nate and I were looking for writing wise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I kept telling Nate, I want a funky kind of style bass player. I want somebody playing funky stuff. Yeah. Somebody funky is what I want. Yeah. And they was like, "Yeah, that's what we need, you Want know." A little Bootsy Collins back it, there, exactly. Yeah. A little, yeah, you know, some 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 grooves. Let's get in some grooves, yeah. and just wasn't working out. So I just said, "I'm going to play bass," and they was like, "You're going to do what?" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm going to play bass. You're going to play lead guitar. Donnie's going to play drums, and we're going to do this as a three piece." Right. And that's how we started as a three piece. And we knew it was thin. We knew mm-hmm. we needed that other guitar player. Right. And that happened, and then the next thing you know, yeah, this Don. is the drummer. He, yeah.
1: He's in there playing hand drums. It's like, oh, he's well. in there playing hand drums. Donnie, and I'm, get and your guitar. Like,
3: yeah, I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, we've got him playing hand drums? This is shit. Because I remember <laughs> this kid, I remember this kid, play yeah. drums and I remember him playing drums and oh, yeah. blowing my mind when he was 1415 playing for blood red moon when those Drum times uh, you and have one was, of, he has one of our old posters uh, the one yeah. with really? mike
0: mike has the horns on his head uh, oh, it, yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's got it down there and he's like nice yeah. i collect like, that's the, awesome, i man. have a collection so of funny. all
3: the old posters that's awesome and i that's still collect cool. them you know just any poster yeah. like you guys do yeah i, I collect anybody and everybody yeah, it's, and it's i cool. have some blood red moon down yeah. at the studio wow, nice. but anyway yeah changed the bass got him in um, that's when the original songwriting really kicked in. We were already writing. We already had maybe yeah, had like a dozen, two, yeah, maybe a dozen songs.
0: Yeah, something like that. Uh, you maybe know, some,
3: no, we didn't have. No, a dozen. it was
0: like you had like four or five, five original original songs, and, and
3: then brought him in, put drums on it,
0: and a uh, whole bunch of covers that you guys are playing, the uh, Jimi Hendrix and oh, yeah, and all yeah. The, that the
3: stuff that we throw in now. Yeah. But uh, um, let me tell you something. When he came in to play drums. Uh, our writing changed, oh really? Oh my God, dude. When he put drums on some of the tracks, I knew my bass lines weren't going to work. Oh,
0: oh man, the, I feel bad now no no, no.
3: <laughs> and that was a good thing because um, I would rather be working with a drummer mm-hmm. than yeah. trying to work against, against a drummer yeah. i you yeah. know, I don't want to work against him, yeah, I may have worked those parts up, but the parts that were coming out now were even better than what they were because, dude, this guy, when he gets into some times, this guy, I love, like I said, I love playing with him live. One thing is is he's always going to play the same times. He's mm-hmm. always going to say this play the same breaks. He's always, always going to play the same yeah. stuff. Now he may add some stuff in there every once in a while. <laughs> now this this guy cracks me up. He's over here and he's playing, he's getting down and all of a sudden he's playing like like the cymbal stands and stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and you hear all these other different sounds is the cool thing. It's the rhythmic yeah. part of it. You yeah. hear all this other, just not a straight four four guy right. on the floor. Yeah. I love a drummer like that, but for writing purposes, yeah,
0: I try to find a good this equilibrium. You know, a good equilibrium between getting a little little technical with it. You know. Oh yeah, and then and then still staying in that pocket. I think that's where there's a good good mix, you know, between mm-hmm. all of us. Oh well, uh, there's I most definitely, you know,
3: it's, most definitely. And I don't know how many times there is at practice, dude. He'll get into a Latin beat. I'll get into a Latin beat on the bass. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'll get into another kind of beat of a different style of music. Dude, some of the stuff that we've come up with just just jamming while the start two guys are jazz, tuning, you know, tuning, yeah. he's tuning he's and we're playing the jazz band I'm, on playing all, I'm playing hilarious. something all of a sudden you know and he's coming in like I said playing <laughs> playing the civil stands I'll give him a
0: little bit of salsa man he'll start a salsa link out
2: that is a really fun aspect of watching you guys live because Nate will be like talking to the crowd and does that so well and engaging the crowd and everyone's like yeah stuff but you guys will be back there kind of just like putting this mood mood music behind (laughs) him yeah, and it's like you just see the joy of you guys like (laughs) oh this is like some spontaneous shit that we just did and it's pretty cool and it's like you could see it's like the joy of that. Well, and, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, I love that. You guys that. have seen Jackass, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, well, you know when,
2: when Party... I'm looking at him right <laughs> well, now. <laughs> <laughs> when,
0: when, party, yeah. when Party Boy comes out, man, and it starts doing the disco, like... Uh, He'll start, they'll start well. jamming out the Party Boy yeah, bass dude. line, man, and I'm just like, it's hilarious, dude. Yeah. <laughs> instant, uh, instant Party Boy. Man, instant I remember, Party Boy all I, time. I
1: remember being in here in practice, and that metal chair being parked over by your drum set, and you started playing it with the kit you know <laughs> it's like yeah. using the metal chair as part of the kit you know? right, just because yeah. it was close to him right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, want, you, you want something of? interesting just move something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. just
3: start yeah. adding wow. stuff to it and this is one <laughs> cool thing cattywampus you were talking about just the uh spun you know this yeah. spontaneous Spunk things baby, yeah. yeah that we do sometimes yeah now With this relationship that we've all had in this community, a lot of people don't realize of the videos and the footage that he has filmed of all the different bands in town. I was going to mention that. Yeah, now this is what's now you were talking about the you know being spontaneous. Yeah, the song that we were spontaneous with. At the Uncle Jack's gig that he videotaped hilarious. is you the one that he that is the one that he used for the full intro yeah. of the band at the yeah. beginning of the video. Yeah. <laughs> because it was perfect. Something was awesome. something yeah, perfect. that we were just yeah. that we just were just goofing, goofing, on. goofing on, Right, but it fit perfect. Yep. And it, he, <laughs> there's been a couple of times he's videotaped us yeah. in different yeah. situations.
0: You caught me, like, right? <laughs> I was
3: turning around to look at you.
0: Yeah. And you caught me turning around. Yeah, man. Well, like, yeah, part of
1: that, I went outside and was shooting yeah. through the window. Jake. Around. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Full introduction of the band. The song that was used was a total spot. Yeah. It was just... Just off the it just, Yeah. Yeah.
1: That 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 Uncle Jack show is still one of my favorite live videos.
3: Oh, that was and cool. And you know, it still gets views on YouTube. Yeah. It still gets yeah. views.
1: I thought the, I thought the sound was just right you know the first song vocals were too low Mm -hmm. um there wasn't anything i could do about it you guys fixed it after that but
0: yeah uh it does sound pretty it does sound really good you had the mics placed really well in there well i
1: had just bought that little camera right there that's got the two condensers on. oh
3: nice and that
1: that was that was
3: made a big difference bulk
1: of where that sound came from that night
3: it's pretty cool
1: and it was sitting on on the bar Mm-hmm. Pointed at you
3: guys. But I mean... The, what would
2: people need... If people want to check that out on YouTube, what would they need to search?
1: Oh. Just, uh, probably just go to Still Point Visions and, and, yeah. and yeah. sort through it. Cause okay. Because there's, there's a few different...
3: Caddy, because actually Caddy, caddy Wampus is there. Midlife Crisis is there. My other yep. band that I have that's actually yeah. Monkey, Monkey Business. Yeah, Monkey Business now, yeah. And then I think, uh, I think you got my solo I think up I got a from, solo up there. From Sunfest yeah, in Barnesville.
1: I've got you guys at Life Fest, too. Sure do. And All Wheels Night. You sure do. Yeah, I and, and Rock Awards. Yeah. 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 Oh, shoot. I got a few, Caddy. <laughs> all all right, right. Go to Still Point Visions. Yeah. And
2: uh, probably search Still Point Visions, Caddy Wampus. And I'm sure you pull up yeah, some several really cool shit. Yeah. yeah. Big yeah. time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that's a cool video. But an evening with Caddy Wampus is, is, is that first is, Uncle it, Jack's yeah. show. That's yeah. That's what it's named. Yeah,
0: I bet that's what it, it'll probably come right up. You <laughs> type it in there.
3: <laughs>
1: And that was that was literally before you guys switched to the Caddy Wampus <laughs> band so it is an evening with Caddy Wampus exactly
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and the reason why we changed it from just Caddy Wampus to the Caddy Wampus band well, be- others yeah is there is another band called just Caddy Wampus just caddy Wampus yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and we just added the caddy Wampus in the yeah. band yeah yeah but Caddy Wampus that was a uh, that was a Nate yeah, that was a Nate Bun it pops oh, right, yeah. Bun name. An evening, right
0: an evening an evening with Caddy Wampus.
1: Yep. Sweet. Yeah. Comes right up and there. the video, that's a that's a great video. <clears throat> I used do I, a little nice little pan up <clears> throat> throat> through a beer. Through a beer,
0: through too. A beer. Perfect <laughs> mood, you know, <laughs> sets the mood perfectly.
3: That video's gotten Caddy Wampus a few uh few shows. Oh well, awesome. And nice. Yeah. Awesome. Different people have seen that and contacted us and we went and played yeah. different festivals in different places. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: well, I can say, that's that's definitely one of my favorites.
3: Yeah, it's pretty cool, and it's all original. I think it's, and I think we probably yeah, the did covers some covers. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It's an hour and twenty seven minutes, so it's it's a lot of music. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's a lot of stuff. I think you also split it up in the yeah the different and songs Nate, too. Nate asked for it, yeah. and I
1: think I think they're. I can't remember if if they're all. I think all the individual ones are over on the Cattywampus Band YouTube. Yeah, I, I think he has them. I didn't. I don't. I don't think I put all the individual ones on mine. I just right. used the the whole show. But.
3: And that was a few years back. Yeah,
1: that yeah, was that was, that was five, five years five years ago. Yeah,
3: I oh, mean that man. was a few years back. Five yeah. years.
1: Wow, I've done a lot of videos since then. Yeah, you have. I've done like eleven music videos now. And just all the different, uh, yeah, the different projects. Another one at the end of the month. Checking them out every time you put one out. Right, going to OKC to do another Kira video. We we had
2: uh, Nisa Garcia on here uh, beginning of the year, and you did the video for her. Yep, it's
1: not out yet. We're we're actually going to do some reshoots.
2: All right, so really, yeah. Okay, so what I saw was that's not going to be the complete. No, that's first draft. Hmm. Yeah, first draft. All right, well, that's cool. People are in for a treat because. I'll just—I'm not going to give anything away. Yeah. But uh, started watching the, and I was familiar with the song because I—I had listened to the song several times before I saw the video. Watching the video, I was like, "Okay, it's it's Nisa singing, and she's great, and and it's it's all awesome." Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, there's lighting going on in the background, and I'm just like, "That's off. That's weird. That's off the wall." But then that lighting completely evolves into like a really emotional story that I was unprepared for <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it really took me for a like an emotional journey yeah, well, that well, I, well, I was totally that, not ready our, for it. that's
1: our set right there it's a the mess now yeah so uh
2: I don't know that that really uh took me by surprise so well. um I yeah I, I think it's a really well done video Thank you. And it really suits the song yeah is that, um, that really the one that you're doing service? another draft so, on
1: oh or yeah man. anyways yeah yeah oh, yeah okay. well I, I mean we've got uh we're gonna do a couple of reshoots
3: a couple of things that we thought we could do better um, yeah, yeah you know oh my gosh man i mean you've been doing it forever well five years now yeah. i mean when i worked yeah. in when i worked with the ads we did you know we did tv and the the editors that work in tv mm-hmm. dude you do not you do you do, you do not get good at film editing unless you're film editing yeah yeah, yeah. you know and learning how to do different things oh yeah, and being creative behind that point you just don't do it yeah. so yeah. i think you say the same thing for music well I mean. yeah, it yeah, is yeah but you you got to put the time behind right. it,
0: right yeah fun. that's true, true. I mean, it, it, is.
3: it just doesn't <laughs> a, a f- happen a fun story
1: i i kind of dipped my toe into video in high school of course doing it on a computer was new at that point did you have like a like a mock tv station kind of thing at
3: the school uh
1: well like a media they did after when he was uh when he when you were a senior they they started that that tv channel i helped them build that because independence for a while yeah yeah Yeah,
3: independence had one blackard yeah yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) blackard slave (laughs) but um so when i uh i went to icc first uh my second year i went over to ccc because I got into the TV tech program over there cuz I thought hey this would be cool. Everything I ever have ever learned how to do has been because of music. So, you know, I wanted to make music videos for my band. You yeah. Know, build websites. I wanted to do that for my band. My band has been my driving force for everything right. I have ever learned. That's and cool. um fun fact the the teacher over there was my father-in-law now. Oh. But uh, part of part of that program, uh, you got to make like a, a thirty second spot, and you would compete at the Kansas Association of Broadcasting Awards, right. KAB. I, w- I was I was sick, so I didn't actually go to it, and I made this promo, and it was like it was all right, right? And uh, at the time, I was working down at KGGF, and a lot of times you're just babysitting at night, you know, it's radio. And so I would... I did the same thing at KRPS. Yeah, yeah. And so I would, uh, you know, I they'd get, they'd get hit CDs, but they'd also get like sound effects libraries and stuff like that that they could do for their promos. So I would play around with different shit like that. And uh, so I had made this kind of soundtrack that was half original, half sampled stuff. And uh, the day before they went to KAB... I went back into the studio and re-edited a whole new 30-second spot. And and it, I used part of, like, uh, ministry. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the shit was heavy, but it was a whole bunch of, like, at that time, you know, MTV-style jump cuts. I won first place. I think that's cool. <laughs> that's For, cool. With the promo I did the day before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cool. The guys I, I I was in class with were so pissed off at me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, do better shit, yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah. but see when a few years later, when Brooke went through her dad's program, obviously she did that, and she got second, so wow yeah she i don't I don't let her live it down
3: this is it's kind of like the same thing with me, i mean you were you were working this certain part that was gonna eventually lead to you doing some videos, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like me with the ad company. Everything kind of builds upon each other. Something, you know, there's, there, there's, there's, something is always built upon something. Well, there's a driving force behind something. Because when I was in high school, I started getting into recording. Mm -hmm. So my mother bought me Fostex, eight track, Cassette tape recorders—the first yeah. thing I learned on in high school. Me too. All of me this, too. <laughs> all of this experience, led up to me having my own small studio in my house. Yeah, oh, that's cool. But then eventually led into me—if you think about this—was the jingle writing. Yeah, I had my studio. I already knew how to record. Right. Yeah. It it all it all works yeah. together. Yeah. And I still record nowadays. I don't use any computer. Well, I use computer, but then. Let me tell you, the easiest way to record and to really get good recordings is GarageBand. Yeah. GarageBand really works. You could use Pro Tools, you can use this stuff, and you can really get detailed and detailed if you want to. Let me tell you something GarageBand, some of the backing tracks that I've produced out of GarageBand, Mm -hmm. knowing tricks to record, Mm -hmm. dude. Yeah. I think that, I, that's
2: uh, way better than what they had back in the day when they you my know my yeah.
3: I'll take an a- iPad any day over a Fostex 8 track cassette yeah. recorder. No, at least and learning how had ping pong. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And, and know, at least you had the 8 track.
3: Cuz <laughs> so well, I did, did all it on the four? 4.
1: I did it on the 4. <laughs> yeah, so and man, you, oh, you know, everything? No, I think yeah, I, yeah, I had I had 4 track too. The the, <laughs> the most fun and I still have I still have all Well, not all of them. I'm sure several have lost. Um, But one of my favorite things I did, back in that time, it was like the DR5 drum machine, right? right? And so, you know, I programmed all my drums. Uh, You know, recording was based on, you know, you live in Cherryville and you know there's not really anybody to play with, you know, so you learn how to do it all. But so I programmed these drums. Well, this particular song was kind of a, a trippy vibe type thing. So I wanted reverse drums. So, to get it the way I wanted it is I, I programmed my drums, I recorded them, and then I went back and programmed those, those same drums backwards. Right. You know, beat for beat, backwards. <laughs> mm-hmm. Flipped the tape over, you know, put it back in, and then it was trial and error to, you know, hit play and, you know, get it all right. lined up, but it th- the effect came out really cool. So... It's you know, there's effects that you can just hit a button and do that now. But right. back then it was like back in the
3: day, man. If you, you, wanted you got any, creative. Yeah, yeah. you back you got creative. If you wanted any type of sound effect for anything, uh you were what they call going out into the field. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think uh,
2: like, uh, you want some reverb? Well, fucking get in the shower,
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, start singing, get in
2: the hallway and put the mic down the hall right. or some shit. I think yeah.
1: One, one of the first things I uh, recorded Wes Paul type of <laughs> experimentation. One of the first things I recorded was for a competition. And it was, uh, an instrumental and that instrumental appropriately was called edge over edge. Mm. And it ended, I ended up layering about 20 tracks on a four track. So, I mean that was
3: just in tr- Trial by yeah. Fire. Yeah. 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 I mean yeah. I had those A tracks. So I was using the A tracks and then when I learned my uh my mother was such a force behind. She was Yeah. I mean that that is something was,
2: you've come back to many many oh, times man. and I've been thinking for we need to give a shout out to your mom cuz how many moms would be like, "Hey, my kid's shown a little bit of aptitude." Bam lessons oh right
3: i mean she bought all my recording equipment through high school she bought that's amazing she bought my rolling keyboard she bought my fostex i mean she bought everything everything that i had in my room she had and then from there i just built upon it over the years Yeah. and then had i had dat i had adat Mm -hmm. i had all those damn machines at one time running creating you know music but man but anyway, but my mom, she was a driving force behind everything. Uh, she would see that I would tell her, "Man, I'd love to be able to write my own music." What do you need? It was like no questions <laughs> asked. Yeah, that's man, awesome. that is that's something special yeah. right there. Yeah, but my mother was a big influence in the aspect of um, she was an artist. She uh she uh produced uh. Man, my mother produced all kinds of different things in the arts field and traveled. My mother was, really? uh, yeah, my mother was featured in Southwest Arts Magazine seven times. Wow. Yeah. Nice. my mother, My mother showed in galleries all the way through New Mexico and Arizona, Colorado, cool. Utah. Yeah. yeah. And she painted, but then she got into this, she was making jewelry. And she got into this uh, jewelry that would be like uh, broken pottery pieces that would oh, be uh-huh. for earrings. Yeah. And different things and she got into this thing and all next thing you knew it was being stole everybody was doing it yeah yeah and my mother and it was for about six to seven years my mother kept creating a new style she come out with a new style here next year everybody i'll be out with the, the same style yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah that's what my mother did but my mother passed away in ni- 1992 she was uh 44 years old when she passed really yeah wow.
2: man that's too young
3: yeah Way too young. yeah it is big time i was 24 years old when she passed man. my goodness yeah that stinks yeah that's you your biggest fan in the sky though oh you yeah better believe i got both of them because my grandmother was the other one yeah yeah my grandmother she you know she she just both so supportive yeah. my granddad was supportive my granddad played greek mandolin
1: Oh, nice.
3: Yeah, so when I was, see, that's another story. See, when I was growing (laughs) up, see, I I grew up with my grandparents and my mother. My mother was a single mom at the time. and My granddad played Greek mandolin. So when I was learning how to play chords, my granddad would be, hey, we could play together. And he would tell me the chords I need to play while he was playing traditional Greek music. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's cool. And he would yell out the chord, See. He, yeah playing. but granddad he was into greek music of course with the sure. mandolin and the bazooki. and i have no idea what a bazooki is a bouzouki is an oversized mandolin it has, really? the, it has the big back shapes on it yeah it has the longer neck it's got 12 frets 13 14 15 16 wow yeah okay. and it's called the bouzouki and it's the traditional greek instrument okay yeah it's called bazooki.
2: i learned something in this
3: podcast Yes, that's awesome. And you got to say "opa" when you play. Yeah, and right. you got to break dishes. You know, if, some, if somebody's breaking dishes and saying "opa," they're having there's, a good time. There's a bazooki somewhere. There's a bazooki somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my granddad was into Greek music, of course, but then um, he was also into bluegrass. He really got into bluegrass when he came to the states. Bluegrass, the country music, really, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. really got yeah. to him. But it was the because uh, the feel of the old country. Yeah. Sure, But he got into bluegrass music and he would play, you know, he had a few songs that he'd play on the mandolin, you know. But when I was growing up as a kid, man, you know, our Sundays. I remember Sundays, Sunday afternoon, one o'clock was a uh, wrestling out of Kansas City on TV. And my granddad and I were in the living room picking mm. growing up. I mean, I've got a song that I I've dedicated my granddad that when I wrote it, I had no clue that it was going to go this way like i you know mm-hmm. but when i wrote it my guitar sounds like a mandolin so i named it my granddad's mandolin but it mm-hmm. was a lick that i came up with but it sounds like a mandolin yeah on my guitar sounds oh, like two neat. guitars two gu- a guitar and a mandolin being played at the same time the wow, awesome. yeah but anyway how do you pull that off is it like capoed or yeah it's Oh yeah, okay. yeah it's on that guitar uh, right on. Yeah, it's 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 capoed and it's it's a slow it's a slow song, but it's it, but you can tell there's a mandolin in that song. Huh. It's a mandolin in that song. It's a dominant. Wow. Yeah. But uh, that's awesome. Here, let me play the first. Let me play the first part of it. Now I'll, sh- I'll show you what I mean. All right. it's on this guitar. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's Opa! do it. <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> <We'll> do another. <laughs> We got Another live track break.
2: by John Hamlin. What
3: was it called? A bazooki? Yeah, yeah. A I'm bouzouki? just going to play the first part of it because it's the mandolin. But this is this is called my granddad's mandolin. <laughs> Something's out, of tune. Hang on. <laughs> wow is this room heating up
1: it is it's very probably, slowly yes. yeah
3: very slowly
1: yeah but i'm sure it's warmer than when we started so sure yeah it's, it was nice today yeah it stays pretty cool in here when it's oh, been cold on, yeah come on
0: i am sure I and let me tell you about them frozen
1: days it was cold up in here the little refrigerator shut off and started sweating because it was warmer in the refrigerator than it was in the room.
0: Wow.
3: <laughs> okay. That's, That's just nuts. Man. Yeah. It's just this first part sounds like a mandolin. It does. Yeah. 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 So I wrote that lick, and then, like I said, next thing you know, I'm naming it my granddad's mandolin. But yeah. my granddad was a mandolin player that's, that's beautiful. beautiful so I had music all my, my life growing up yeah man it was the, the apple th- doesn't fall f-
2: too no, far from the tree as no. they say my
3: mother played two songs on the guitar she played Louie Louie yeah. and um, um, purple blues persuasion pink blue what's that blue persuasion yeah what's that song it was it was real she liked the chords in it you know yeah but Cryst- that was crystal blue the persuasion yes, by, there you go. by the Shondells
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah ah.
1: yeah
3: <laughs> but yeah so I've always some music's always this has just blue. been part of my life growing yeah. up totally
1: yeah mine my uh, my grandmother uh, she sang back in the in the see, she born so mid to late 30s and 40s she actually sang with the ink spots prior to them becoming you know Who, who's popular ink spots it's a uh, old black quartet oh okay yeah vocal quartet and she would perform in Kansas, obviously. Yeah. Uh, well, she may have been in Missouri at that point. I don't know. I have lots of cool stories. But she uh, she was a singer, and then my dad sang in in a band. He was the falsetto singer. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, my nice. aunts, my aunts both both <laughs> sing. Um, my mom's side of the family not so much. So. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I tend to tend to follow in, but none of them were uh, other than like trumpet, and um, I think I think there was a tuba in there player stuff like that, and uh, none of them played guitar. Uh, my sister played piano a little bit. Wow. Um, but Yeah,
2: I think I had an, a great aunt that played piano. Yeah. I actually. I no, take that I take back. It, I did have an I aunt had, that played piano. I had two great yeah. aunts that played piano. That's basically the extent of the music musicality in my family before. Didn't, didn't uh, one of
0: them play the violin? Or am I wrong? I might be wrong on that.
2: Uh, if so, it's you nothing I've so. never heard of. Yeah. I guess uh, someone in Dad's family played the drums. Played the drums, yeah. but. Um, I think it was his cousin. It was like a cousin, yeah. But yeah, but none of them. I mean, no. we were never around music, no. though. We were never around people playing music. No, yeah. But they uh, always I,
0: had music playing. You know, all the oldies. It was uh mm-hmm. going back to Crystal Blue Persuasion. Yeah, yeah. And, you know that type of stuff. Yeah, Mamas was in the Papas. And there was uh, music. John and Garfunkel, John Denver, and, and John Denver. Oh my God, that John oh Denver's full of shit, man.
1: <laughs> John Denver's
0: full of shit, dude
1: ah dumb and dumber <laughs> movie reference
0: man i love that that it's a nice set of hooters you have there oh, i mean
2: the owls <laughs> <laughs> i love that line that's good one. got some big old melons yeah my honeydew. <laughs> that's some good stuff yeah that's that sounds like a, little, a song right there that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a little cattywampus
0: <laughs> and dude
3: easter egg for you guys oh my gosh but yeah um my uh, mom's side of the family was the Greek side I talk about. My dad's side of the family was musicians too. There was a, uh, uh, somewhere on my, grand, on my dad's side, there was a great uncle on the Hamlin side that was a flamenco guitar player.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah,
3: that was actually, you know, in the, in the Hamlin side. Wow. Yeah, I got to hear about that story after I moved back here. My, uh, my, my real dad's from Pahuska, Oklahoma, and the whole Hamlin clan is in Buhaska, Oklahoma. It is a huge uh, German Catholic family mm. Mm. in Buhaska, Oklahoma. That yeah. Work. That's where yeah. the
0: Pioneer Woman's at, man.
3: Yeah. Um, matter of fact, um, I think the Pioneer Woman, they're from Buhaska. Yeah. And I think they grew her... up in Buhaska, and I think she dated one of my dad's brothers. <laughs> yeah. I she's, think uh, growing up.
0: I think she's from California or something, and then married a, mm-hmm. a rancher up there. I'm not for sure, but. Mm-hmm. She has built up that whole town now. I mean, you could tell at one time it, it used to be Some of the old buildings are pretty cool. But Do you know uh, how wealthy
3: that place used to be. When it we, looks
0: like it used to be, yeah. yeah. And she's building it back up pretty good for us. Oil and town gas, like man.
3: Oil and gas yeah. was around there big time with that and ranching. Yep. Big time. My dad worked at a ranch there that was on the outskirts of town. Hmm. But yeah. But I got to learn, you know, the music side from the from the Hamlin side when I moved back. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, I didn't realize, you know, I had that much music on both sides. Usually it's usually one side or the other. Yeah. It's never really both sides sometimes. Yeah, mine was both sides.
1: Well, fun fact on the, and I've I've talked about this on here before, but um, on my mom's side, uh, my grandma and grandpa uh, owned the newspaper over in Cherryville when it was the Gazette before it became the Chronicle and moved to Caney. Stuff like that. Um, the The acoustic guitar I learned on was uh, a, a global brand, um, and it was kind of like a, a Dove knockoff, a Gibson Dove. But that was given to my granddad from Roy Clark. Really? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I actually <laughs> learned, learned how to play on that guitar. And then uh, when he passed, I I got it. So I. I still have that.
3: That's awesome. Yeah, that's really awesome, and that's something you know um, I would have never thought about in a million years. Influence Roy Clark. I, I love Roy, <laughs> Cl- dude. I love Roy Clark to death. I never would have ever thought that I would have ever had the chance to meet that man. I got to meet him. Well, then. I got to get a friendship with him from being in Tulsa and yeah. through Jim Halsey yeah. and, and, and that whole thing. Dude, there's nothing like sitting in Roy Clark's office because you got to remember back in the day, this is Jim no longer has his office anymore. Jim's retired. Right. He works with the Oak Ridge boys, but he is retired. He's out of his office, everything. Jim and Roy Clark's office were in the same building. Hmm. Jim's office was up front. Roy Clark's office was in the back of this building. It was like that for years. So when you went to go see Jim, Jim would be like, Hey, I think Roy's here. Let's go see Roy. Let's go to the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'd go off to the back, and next thing you know, you walk in and Roy's, you know, back in his, back in his office. Wow. So when you would go down and see, you know, Jim, Jim would always invite Everybody, anybody, and everybody from Independence, Jim Halsey loves his hometown. Yeah, and what he did for uh the Neil Walla Festival during the 70s and the 80s and then the 60s of bringing through that entertainment, yeah, here was mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, he, if you want to look at it, Jim Halsey, uh, during the Neil Walla Festival that we talked about at the beginning, yeah, um that's where he cut all his chops on to learn how to do promotion. in that Memorial Hall, yeah. that, was, that was his business. That's where he learned it all. And yeah. then it just it spread from there. But, you know, Roy Clark, I just never thought, you know, I would have ever had the chance to, yeah. to, you know, to meet him like that. And then after meeting him, you know, actually having a friendship with him, you know, going down to gyms to go see Jim at the office, you know, go have lunch. You know, hey, wait a minute, Jim. I got it. Let me go see if Roy wants to go to lunch. You know, yeah. You go back there. Hey, hey, you want to go lunch? Jim's paying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, heck yeah. <laughs> and there was, you know, a little hamburger joint down there we used to go to all the time. Jim, there was, it was, man, just a greasy old good hamburger. Mm. And this place has it. And we, that's where we used to go. Yeah. Go get a hamburger and, you walk in the door with Jim Halsey and Roy Clark. <laughs> Two legends. And it might that's be Mike nuts. Flood that goes down with you. Mike yeah. Flood would go down and see him. Um, there, there's a group here in Independence that's called, that, that's called the Independence Mafia. The Independence Mafia is the guys that are wrapped around Jim Halsey. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was Steve DeFever. Okay. It was uh, John Koshen. Yeah. Um, it's uh, um, Mike Flood. Um, uh, Norman Chambers, these are the guys that always worked with Jim over the years. Mm -hmm. And my 2015, the year that I was Generalissimo, I brought the Oak Ridge Boys that year. Yeah. And worked with Jim because the year I was General was Jim's 50th anniversary of when he was Generalissimo. Uh Oh, and he was my co generalismo with me. Yeah. First time that's ever happened with yeah. Neil Walla. I had a co general. And yeah. it was Yeah. And he was our he he eventually we called him our honorary yeah. generalismo that year. Mm-hmm. But uh after that year, I was the youngest member of the independence mafia. <laughs> I was brought in I was brought in. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it You're a made man. Yeah. And yeah. it was, it was cool. And, man. and, you know, my grandparents, uh, from being here and having a restaurant here and stuff, they were, they, they were friends with the Halseys for years, forever. If I end up wearing cement boots,
0: you know, <laughs> you
2: you fucked up a beat
0: somewhere. Yeah, and John, I know, man.
3: John said, That's it. John's going gonna- <sighs> to.
0: Me swimming with the fishes, man. I uh, know. <laughs> dragging the vertigris.
3: <laughs> you might want to talk to some of the other members because I still need a drummer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know.
2: But so that that was uh, you being in tight with uh, with Jim Halsey was kind of a family connection. Yeah, it,
3: over the years, Jim. Yeah. Jim's known me ever since I was six years six years old. Oh wow. Yeah, All I right. remember Jim uh, stopping by our house, my grandparents' house, in his. Uh, his uh, Rolls Royce ghost, dropping by the house and dropping off chicken eggs because his chicken just, hey, I got some extra eggs. You, Johnny, you need some extra eggs? Come, you know, come back in the backyard, be sitting on patio talking. Um, just friends, friends yeah. over the, from over the years. And uh, Joanne Halsey was f- uh, friends with my grandmother from high school. I wow. mean, it, you know, it's just a lot of history there. And then mm-hmm. um, Sherman... Um, I knew Sherman when I was a kid. I mean, I don't know how many times Sherman picked me up from either coming home from, like, baseball practice or soccer practice. Soccer? No. And, he was, he, and he had a white um, RX-7, like a 79, 78 model RX-7 is what he drove. Yeah. And I remember, man, he'd see me walking home. He'd stop. John, you need a ride? Yeah. You know? so I, I i knew the family over the years, yeah, yeah, and the sad thing was is uh is, uh Sh- sherman passed Sherman passed at a really young age, mm-hmm. and we had dreams of what we were gonna do together for Neil walla, yeah, that was the whole thing, John, you know, you're on the board, you're gonna be you're gonna be general sometime, so what are we gonna do, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So and then we just never got to that point. Strippers on the bandstand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> but uh but that's the reason uh that Jim was he was brought into it not because uh Sherman wasn't here. He was brought into it because of his legacy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it was really cool to be able to have the Halsey with me mm-hmm. that year still
2: yes yeah
3: but Sherman and I we were I don't know what we would have done and I don't know who we would have gotten that year as an artist Mm -hmm. I I don't know because he was like dude he goes John I'm saving the best he goes he goes, we're gonna have a show Mm. what that show was I'll I'll never know I'll (sighs) never know because he never we never got to the point where we could talk about it right right you know so but anyway but yeah the Halsey Halsey uh goes through the family. I mean, Christmas parties that my grandparents had, um, Joanne and Jim would be at the Christmas party at my grandparents. Um, Jim would have a big Christmas party, which used to be called the Elks Club, which used to be called T.J. Maloney's, yeah. which used to be called Applewoods. <laughs> but, you know, Jim would have his, uh, you know, at the Elk Club, Jim would have his Christmas party. Grandparents would be at the Christmas party, you know. Mm-hmm. And... We went to uh, Jim's ranch when he had ranch parties down in Tulsa, you know. So we were always connected wow. with the yeah. policies and always knew him. I mean, when I, when I would come home from um, Oklahoma and Jim was living down on 2nd Street in the big mansion off of 2nd, yep. Yep. dude, I'd go up the door and knock on the door. Jim or Manissa at the time, I think his, he was married to Manissa at the time, um, open the door. John! John! Back from Oklahoma? That house,
2: this is my only connection to Jim Halsey. I, that house you just mentioned yeah. the, on 2nd Street is on my on my route, and the people that live there now are amazing. They're really good friends of mine. And uh, like I think it's really cool that their pool is shaped like an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Pool shaped like a guitar. What, um, what, what house
0: is this? Which one is it?
2: Um, it's on it, it, it's, it's on the 500 block at the end of the 500 block of the, of uh North 2nd. Okay.
3: You know where the Girl Scout house is on the corner of, of Park, Park Street? Yeah. Park and Locust. Yeah, right up in the back there. Because that that hill used to be called Halsey Hill, and there never used to be any trees and stuff there. And that's where all the kids in the neighborhood used to go sledding. Oh, Oh my gosh, dude. And there was a barbed wire fence that was all the way down by the Girl Scout house, but there was certain ways that you could cut through it. Mm. But, <laughs> but if you messed up but if you messed up you got barbed wire slicing <laughs> all through your snowsuit you know oh goodness but yeah we used to slide down that hill um at that house where yeah. your friends live is where um he had his uh little farm mm-hmm. he had like a donkey and some chickens and some goats and all kinds of stuff up there but yeah really, really cool cool place but yeah. really cool but jim he, he loves his hometown yeah loves his hometown that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah.
2: I didn't even. That's another thing I didn't know. I didn't know that you had that, that tight a connection. Yeah. Man, you're just, you're just like, uh, well, shit. You're, you're Independence Mafia.
3: I I'm, I'm Independence Mafia. <laughs> Isn't that All the right. funniest thing, though? But yeah. I mean, but those guys that were in, cause, cause Jim's the godfather. Yeah. See? Yeah. So that's what the whole thing is. Right. And, but the guys that they're, that are the original, yeah mafia those are the ones that were all working behind the scenes of neil Waller. they were the ones that was either uh john koshin john koshin just didn't start taking pictures 10 15 years before he passed yeah john kosh been taking pictures for a long time you know he was taking pictures back in the day documenting you know yeah um all the guys involved
2: and shoot how long has it been since since uh john koshin passed oh man Year or two, but two years, something like that. He was a hell of a guy. I I uh, got to know him late in his life, and I'm really uh, pleased
3: that I got to. Um, I think John passed. It was either seventeen or eighteen, two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen.
2: Was it? Has it been that long? Yeah, it's oh been a it's been a while. It's Shoot. it has. I, time flies. Okay, yeah,
3: it's been a while, but um,
2: but yeah, I, I remember it, he that guy used to crack me up because he loved to sing karaoke mm-hmm. and uh i would go sing karaoke with him and uh i don't know and he'd be like oh really like you you're not just singing you're performing up there that's that's really good you know then he'd go up there and he'd do his thing like some kind of like a musical number or something you know it's like <laughs> yeah. it was i don't know he's a character i really enjoyed him
3: what do they call those old uh crooner songs yes yeah he loved those old he loved those old songs like that but did you ever see john do his one-man band no i never did see that uh, john um besides being an architect besides being a colonel in the army he was a traveling musician he did a one-man band wow yeah, I had no idea. Sure did. Um, he did several different tours. Uh, he did tours through Canada, playing different resorts and all kinds of stuff through his lifetime. Really? He was a one man band. Um, he, back in the day, he, I, I, he left me his guitar. Wow. He left me his, what they call a Gatorgan guitar. A Gatorgan is kind of what it sounds like it's a guitar, but you're thinking, organ? yeah you better believe it it triggers organ and you can do bass lines and all kinds of stuff with this guitar and it's by touching different frets wow it is it this guitar is is like an electric chair waiting to happen to any musician okay <laughs> there's wires all over the place, but it's called a guitar organ. Okay. and it's got switches and stuff and it's got um hookups that actually hook up to um old um um, sound cards, kind of libraries, so you can pull up all wow. these different kind of things. Yeah, that's pretty neat. But he traveled, and he was a one man band, mm. and he did the soft jazz stuff. So okay. when you heard him doing his karaoke, yeah. he was doing and he was singing the songs that uh, he was performing and traveling with. Yeah, okay. yeah. But he toured through Canada. He toured through. He did even did a uh, tour that was through the state of New York. It ended up with him doing two weeks at um Niagara Falls Hotel, mm-hmm. back in like the 60s or the 70s. <laughs> Sounds
0: man. like he was having a good time, man.
3: Oh my gosh, John. Yeah. Well, One man
0: band. Dude.
2: Like I said, I, I I only knew him uh you know, late in his life, uh, but um he was a wild man even then. He was he was a fucking wild man.
3: Oh he was great he yeah he was he, he was a wild he, man, oh dude. he was something else um, man i I love that man to death yeah he uh he was such a cool guy, he was actually the old part of our musician group here from our town I mean some of the old guys I mean that he jammed with was uh um him and fuzzy barber fuzzy
2: barber yeah. back in
3: the day uh jammed together um I don't know if a lot of people know this uh uh, your age group may not know this, but do you guys ever remember um, the old police chief that we had here in town? His name was Lee Bynum. Hmm. I don't. Our Sorry, old, our old police chief in town. His name was Lee Bynum. Before he became a cop and before he became a police chief and everything, um, he was a bass player. He played in he played in groups. He 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 hmm. was in um um the LBS with Fuzzy Barber. I mean, there was lines around the VFW for these bands. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Man. And then John Coshin. Yeah. He would be in town. I mean, this is when, at the time, Independence had places that you could play. Right. And I'm not even talking about our time. I'm talking about even before my time. Yes. There was places in town that you could play. Well, didn't have entertainment. We didn't have internet. We didn't have really TV cable yet. Cable, right. Different cable. time, man. Different different time. Different time. No yeah. video games. No video games. Yeah. I mean I was, you know, if you want to say I was part of the uh original video game hysteria childhood. Yep. I had the original Atari twenty six hundred. I did too. Yeah. The, the wooden box. You know, yep. looks like yep. the you know, I, I'm with you. I, I got had some it. cartridges yeah. at home still. <clears throat> i still got the game yeah i still got my game in the cartridges That's yeah awesome. but my favorite my favorite game this is really going away from everything in it but my favorite oh. game on that stupid thing was uh uh the raiders of the lost ark oh yeah it was it was the raiders of the lost ark he had to go around he had to find stuff and then i found zelda i yeah. fell in love with zelda you know i
2: still love i,
3: I still make a point to get every zelda oh, game oh my I love god zelda. you better believe it but <laughs> Atari anyway.
1: 2600 berserk that was my favorite
3: Yeah, man. I mean, that was... Me too. I was going to say, when he said favorite (laughs) game, I was like, berserk.
1: Berserk. (laughs) Yep. Berserk.
3: But I I didn't do like a lot of the kids nowadays do. Video games are kind of wrapped up into people's lifestyles now. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. You know, people have a lifestyle around video games. And, dude, I think it's really cool as hell. I, two years ago, bought an Xbox S. Oh, uh uh-huh. And I have been playing the hell out of Madden football, okay? I never played video games, really. Yeah. I played the Atari when I was a kid, but that kind of yeah. went away. Mm-hmm. And I never got back into it where, like my son, he's been playing video games ever since he was in the second grade, first grade, whatever. Right. He hasn't stopped. Right. It's part of a lifestyle. Well, you know, I'm not saying video games for me is now a lifestyle, but dude, I really enjoy playing video games now. Yeah. I don't have to sit there and do a marathon like my, my my son would do. Right. I can sit there and play a couple of games of football and be totally satisfied. Yeah. And come back and maybe it's a week later. Yeah. Get on it and have fun.
1: I think, I think the difference is you know, with football, you, you, you've got a game, right? Right. You know, right. whereas some of these games are so, especially like when you start moving on to, to online. Oh yeah, you know, it's just like yeah. these immersive online, right. Open ended stories that, that it's go like on they're and on. living another life. Oh, well, uh, I mean, it, it's, but it's, you know, it's some crazy. adventure games, RPGs, different stuff like that. You know, they have like like thirty hours, you know, built into this game, and that's that's just like story mode, right? You know, <laughs> so I, uh, really, I I went to, I went Atari, I went uh, Commodore. Commodore 64, just kind of started learning a the program know, really. then. Um, and then I skipped over uh, Nintendo, um, played... Blasphemy. Some, Blasphemy. Some, some Some friends that had it, you know, I'd play Contra and shit like that. I liked Contra a lot. Yeah, Contra is
3: badass. Um, see, I did. I had a Nintendo. And then I got... So I had the Nintendo. Uh, I say I went from One. The Atari yeah. to the Nintendo, and that was it for me. That was me too. Because I remember the other... Because the football games... Um, the very the very first football Tecmo Bowl. game Techmo Bowl was yes. the best football Up game top. ever, man, ever, yeah, man, Tecmo ever. Bulls, that Techmo Bowl was so much fun.
2: You know uh, Tecmo Bowl. All right, I had you now I had a friend that was a Nintendo freak when I was uh I was like uh, fourth through eighth grade. I had a friend. His parents were Russian immigrants. His name was Carl Ilyev. Um, that that dude, he had a garage. Full of soda and he had a Nintendo in his room with his own TV and he had every game imaginable. It was fucking crazy. Right. He even had the like the little pad that you would run on oh, yeah. for track and field games. He'd have the gun and shit. He'd have the power glove. He had every everything. Nintendo fucking everything. Wow. So uh, like after glove. school, yeah. we were like, We're going to Carl's house we're playing some video games. So anyway, turbo kid shit. Yeah, turbo kid <laughs> shit, dude. So um, Mega Man was always my. So fan, Tecmo Bowl, man. we're playing Tecmo Bowl, and I'm like, I got this down. I got this down. Then he would pick like he picking off the wall team. He would pick like Washington or something. I'm like, what are you what are you doing? And then he would just like ha ha ha, and and he would do this thing where he would just do an up the gut run, and you couldn't tackle him. You just bounce off and you're like what are you doing he's like that's why i picked washington stupid you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like
4: <laughs> oh yeah oh, man. It like,
2: like you got to you got to strategize like oh, oh yeah. you're playing that you team remember,
3: yeah you remember how you used to catch the ball but so you could get your yardies. You used to run all the way back to, to about the two and let them tackle you. So then you would have the whole football field that you could get to your run. next. Yes. Get your, yep. So you could get like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I think one year I had a running back that had like a, you know, 500,000 yards or something, <laughs> something stupid. You know what I mean? Because you just kept doing that over and over. Yeah, that was one of the best games. But, man, you know, uh, nowadays, man, it just intrigues me with video games. I never thought about video games. I played football with my son, you know, but golly, man, I mean, there is, it intrigues me how people can have a live feed of them just playing a video game. Right. And they'll have like 17,000 people watching them play, watching them play mm-hmm. a video game. Oh, it, blo- it, blows it blows my mind.
0: It
2: blows my mind that my daughter won't even play video games, but she'll sit there and watch other people play video games. And she thinks that that's fascinating. I'm like, right? you're
1: wasting your life. Like, <laughs> I know. What the fuck are you doing <laughs> with like, yourself? People watching, <laughs> pe- watching people play Minecraft. Yes, that's right. what she does.
2: Right. It's a Minecraft. Why, whoa. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why? You know, I've De- gone down. Declan does I, I, that, My son, man. I, I guess the yeah. thing
0: is, he'd rather watch people play Fortnite than actually play Fortnite. Right, yeah. and see, because a lot if of you're watching like them,
2: it's so strange.
1: It's you're weird. not losing. You're not getting frustrated when you can't get past that. Yeah, it's somebody else's problem. Uh. That's the only thing I can think of. Maybe. I, yeah. And that's because, really you, I mean, that's really wanna, sad. You wanna see where the game goes, but you don't want to do the work <sighs> to get there. Oh, oh man. I'm taking
2: my no. daughter's phone away
1: and no, kicking her ass outside. <laughs> yeah. now fuck I can, that shit. You gotta beat can, get the get bu- game yourself. <laughs> get a bunch of hay bales and
3: say, This is Minecraft for real. Now you gotta remember something. <laughs> Build that shit. Legos you gotta remember something. This like I said, this intrigues me. Yeah. There's got there's something that brought them there. Is right. it the personality of the person that's there? I mean, some of them got a a crazy personality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, we've we've got a friend
1: uh, that sings in a band called uh, Rage is My Rival. Okay, so he uh, he lost his right hand and uh, both of his legs below the knee uh, to frostbite. To frostbite. Yeah, Um, had him amputated. But he does a lot of of Twitch gaming, and he's he's got a lot of because he's a one handed gamer. I mean, that's pretty fucking impressive. You know, yeah. it's not like he has some attachment to to play. Right. He's a one handed gamer, so I I don't have Twitch, so I haven't ever watched him. But I, I'm just wondering, do you play it like a keyboard? You know, I don't I don't know how he he's does. Probably it.
0: like this. One yeah,
3: I, but now yeah. I tell you one thing. The cool thing about that is is if he's gotten himself to the point with his little business that he's running on Twitch to make money.
1: That I don't know, but you know, but if yeah. it
3: is, that would be very cool because yeah. he's in a yeah. pretty. He's in a dire situation like that, you know. Yeah. right. Oh, he's yeah. a, hell of a guy. Because there's he's guys. A let me tell you, there's he's guys a... on that Twitch yeah. that are making some serious cash. Yeah, sure. there's yeah. guys on YouTube that do those live feeds Bring that, him that him are him making dope. some serious yeah. cash. Yeah, they're absolutely making is. cash. Yeah.
2: it's not us. No, but there are people. <laughs> there, are yeah.
3: people there are people that are making it. serious <laughs> cash. And these people, you know, they were making cash all the way through the pandemic. Yeah. Yes. But I uh, there's a couple of the guys, there's a couple of channels that I like to watch for the Madden football. And it's mm-hmm. not watching them play the game. What they do is they explain uh how to how to really play and work the game. Yeah. How to oh, really yeah. get into the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something, um it's it's football. There's a lot to it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's football. That is a
2: very very deep game. Yeah, it is. It, yeah.
3: And I enjoy it because I like, you know, like I said, I like sports. I like yeah. football. And I also like to play the... Uh, Who's the, your favorite team? Who, my football team? Yeah. Man, I bleed silver and blue. I've been a Dallas Cowboy fan since the day I was born.
2: You know what? I knew that. I was, I was born. I knew
3: that. I was born into a Cowboy. I didn't, there was just no choice. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no choice. I was born into it. My dad well, was a Cowboy fan and he was an Oklahoma Sooner fan. Right on. Those are my teams.
2: Well, Matt's wife is a cowboys, arries, cowboys yeah. fan too she, oh she was born into yeah. it too yeah.
3: yeah i just didn't have a choice i mean uh my mother uh she always proclaimed that she was a pittsburgh steelers fan just to tick my dad off uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so that's the only thing but other than that my it, wife was born, born and raised in arizona
2: so by default she's like a cardinals fan is she really and she uh
1: anytime that's not she, even real yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> there's
2: no such thing as a Cardinals fan. <laughs> yeah, uh, Not from but, Arizona,
1: they're from St. Louis.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the history goes back I even know. farther than St. Louis too, but um uh anytime she sees the Steelers, like I'll be watching a game and the Steelers will be like I won't be watching them for the Steelers. Like I like the Broncos, but maybe the Broncos are playing the Steelers, she'd be like, "Oh, why are the Steelers on TV?" I'm like What's your problem? It's like they beat the Cardinals, Cardinals. in the Super Bowl, blah 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 right. this year. Like all right, dude, we hold a grudge.
4: Well, like, oh, it's, yeah. it's oh, like
1: yeah. it's like Brooke has a really difficult I mean she likes Mahomes, um, and she has a really hard time getting behind the Chiefs at all mm-hmm. because Andy Reid used to coach the fucking Eagles. Eagles. Yes, yes yeah. <laughs> Which arch rival, tribal, you know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah, cuz you know, that uh that NFC East is a has been a tough division over the years.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Here lately, it's kind of gone downhill. But man, dude, back in the day when you were trying to get past the Giants and the Eagles,
4: yeah, yeah,
3: dude. And then all of a sudden, because at one time the uh, St. Louis Cardinals were part of that division, and St. Louis Cardinals at one time, dude, that wasn't a piece of cake going up to St. Louis mm. back in the day and beating the Cardinals mm. up in St. Louis man. Dude. But anyway, yeah, Cowboys. All right.
2: This is something I learned just recently, and this blows my mind. There was a time, I can't remember the time frame, it was way back, where uh, something was going on with the NFL, and they combined the Eagles and the Steelers, mm. and they called them the Steagles. Seriously? I'm not making this up. This the sounds like some Seagull. bullshit that I'm saying. Yeah, there, there was a time where they combined those two teams and called them the Steagles. Wasn't that the during Stephen the war? The Stephen
3: Steagles, man. It might have been, yeah, yeah. I think it was during the war because the, <laughs> that, uh, the, the franchises Stegall. were having a very Stephen hard time. Steagles, yeah. And they didn't, they didn't have um, manpower. I think it was during the war when that happened. Right, that's probably true. I just I just
2: heard that they did that at some point and I was like, that's fucking crazy.
3: <laughs> like that yeah. sounds
2: like something that sounds like something someone would tell you just to make you look like an idiot. You know?
1: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like, oh you hear about the Steels? <laughs> like, well look, uh, that's still no, such thing. That is still more creative than the Washington football team. True. <laughs> oh, True, I know, man. Look, you had a whole movie. You could have called them the Sentinels, just like in The Replacements, the Washington Sentinels. Yeah, it would have been perfect. You could have hired Shane Falco. It would have been great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah, man. Oh man. But no, we're gonna go with the Washington Football Team. Washington Football Team.
1: That's crazy.
3: <sighs> and there might that... be a f- there might be over the years there might be a few more changes to mm-hmm. sports to. Yeah. There's going to be some yeah. other names that are going to be changed. The the that, Cleveland Indians, I don't know what they're changing to, but they are changing. Yeah. Uh, the Atlanta the the Atlanta Braves at some time when yeah. they're gonna when they're gonna hit them. Well, you think you, that know? The,
2: you think the Kansas City Chiefs?
3: You better believe it. Yeah. Any, d- dude, yeah. that doesn't say Rams, Lions, or Tigers. You know. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so it's 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 good the way the. Way way things, way things are going. Well, I mean, way if that's the case, right
1: then let's just go with Sad. Washington.
3: Let's go with Kansas City.
1: Let's go with Dallas. Let's yeah, know. just the city. Let's man. just yeah. call everybody the yeah.
3: football teams like they do the soccer teams. That's a soccer yeah. team reference. Yeah. When you yeah, uh, right, when you right. say the yeah, it's the Washington football team. That real that is a soccer reference. Yeah. Yes. It works. It really yeah. does. You know, he kept the colors. He got rid of the. Uh, the red skin kept the yep. colors, just changed the name, and kind of, you know, moved yeah. on. It's kind of sad because of the t- tradition behind that, and just kind of sad. You yeah, because they've get been it. to get they've been there for such a long time.
2: I have uh, at least one good friend that is a pretty hardcore Washington fan,
3: Mm-hmm. and
0: unfortunately, so yeah. guys, I think I'm going to have to get going. It is about that time. It It is about that time. (laughs) Uh, I gotta go to uh, OKC tomorrow, so oh, that sounds like fun. Long drive. Yeah, I've got an early
2: day too, so we probably should but should wrap this up. But um,
1: save Save the rest for for part two. Yeah, with Wampus. Part Part two. two. Yeah, that'd be cool. Part two. Guys, thank you. Thank, thank you. For,
2: thank yeah. you. Yeah. you yeah. I me. appreciate you bringing your guitar and it playing for awesome. us. yeah, man. Sharing your stories and
3: some independence history. And I got a lot more. I got a lot more stories over the years. I am sure of it. You know? And, yeah. and we will definitely have you back to... Uh, and I'm back. I'm, one of my gigs are back. I'm back at Uncle Jack's. Or not Uncle Jack's, but I'm back at Brothers Railroad Inn on Thursday nights for pizza night at 7 o'clock.
1: Awesome. All right. Yeah, and it's a I've, gig
3: that's come back. I play daily in my... Uh, at my house yeah,
0: yeah. that's all I can do right steering now steering wheel
4: for a dog and two kids if you guys want to come kids. sit
0: outside my window it is ten dollars yeah <coughs> the address is never mind I'm not telling you <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry. brothers onlyfans.com jacob blind Only fans. no joke
1: so you yeah. can
2: catch John at at Brothers Railroad Inn in Independence, Kansas Tomorrow on Thursday night, right? nights. Tomorrow night, Tomorrow is. night. Well, John, that's my first night. Thursday nights. Thursday night, nights. Yeah, this yeah. will not air before yeah. your next
3: show there. But it's Thursday nights at Brothers, and it's, uh, the, it's the cheap pizza night, and it's the music, and yep. I've got new stuff, man. I haven't been sitting around for the last year doing nothing. I've All got right. new stuff to bust out. Awesome. And that's awesome. I've got stuff that no one's ever heard me do. I do do solo guitar, but... I've been writing a lot of backing tracks, and I've got a lot of new music to play. Do you awesome. Need a, you need nice. a hand drummer? I need a hand drummer. <laughs> I need a hand drummer. He needs a hand drummer.
0: Hand drummer. Hand, <laughs> <jobber>. <laughs> hand, <laughs> <driver>. <laughs> hand
3: Jazz no, flute. I still think <laughs> we need to do
0: something flute. like that. That's the best fucking skin flute player I've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Years of practice. Years
4: of practice. Man. Boy, this is
2: brother He's like getting Jethro Toll in the skin flute man. <laughs> Yep, yep. I wear the the tight pants and do the little elfin dance.
3: What do they call this? Brother on brother crime? <laughs> <sort of> like, <laughs> is, what, is that what this is? brother. Bro. I don't know. Really,
2: when I'm playing along with it is probably not really <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Every, right. every
0: time I listen to Jethro Toll I think of you playing the fucking skin flute, man. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I can't help myself. Hey, Hey,
2: Jake, that really hurts me. That really hurts me.
0: Down to my soul. (laughs) Then use lotion. I love you, (laughs) Zach. All right.
2: John, really appreciate you. We'll we'll have you back with the rest of Caddy Wampus and uh jake thanks for joining us man no, thanks I know for you've letting got me fit yeah.
0: in this and uh, you know come i wanted to see john and of course see matt and of course see uh, matt of course a, of course a horse <laughs> uh but yeah thanks for having me guys and, and thanks for
2: you know let me on with john yeah man heck we'll heck yeah, do man. it again we'll do it again so uh all you out there if you like this stuff whatever we're doing here please do subscribe and uh you know click the little bell icon to be notified of new episodes leave us a review send us an email oh shit do whatever man my only We'd fans love is rattlesnake jake
0: at onlyfans.com so check that out <laughs>
2: there probably is one for real <laughs> you don't know what you're getting yourself into all right anyways we'll see you next time guys bye